Carl, do you have the uh, text to voice set up? Uh, I did, but I think I turned it off. Oh, that's gonna, that's going to really reduce my enjoyment <laughs> of the episode if you have it turned off. Why most people don't do that, or what's the deal? Well, it's just funny because we can send each other messages during podcast, and and that that's a lot of fun. So, is everybody on Click to Talk at this point? Indeed. All right, oh, yeah. are we are we ready to get started, Jason? Uh, Carl's getting some feedback when when he's talking, but I think other than that, we we should be good. Carl, why don't you talk real quick and let's hear you. All right. So if he's talking, I can hear myself bind him. Did you hear that? Like you mean if you guys are talking at the same time? Yeah, I can hear myself in his feed. Is that just me? Yeah, I think it's just you because, uh, well, uh, I Carl, guess if he- Carl, click here, click to talk, but don't say anything. Check, 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 check. Is it Carl, Carl, are you wearing headphones? Yes. Is your internal speaker still on? Like when you check your preferences? Because clearly I can hear myself on your computer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sure is. I got my headphones on, I can't tell. Oh my God. Right, hang on. I think, you, I think you need to modify your email. You, you know, All right, one it, second. It, it's kind of like I think what our podcast really does is it helps people who want to do podcasts make podcasts because they can just listen to the first 20 minutes and then they understand everything you need to do with the audio. <laughs> and, and then they make better podcasts than us. That's right, because we have a different third person every single time. <laughs> <laughs> they get to have the same people. Staring lovingly at each other. And I'm going to just lead this off by saying, hey, Carl, uh, podcast audio is not rocket science. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, okay. So I got to figure this out because I've got, it only shows USB for me. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you know, we can hear you. So your output is probably not set to come out on your headphones. It should be whatever your default, like what are you using, a PC or a Mac? I got a Mac. Yeah, so if you go to sound, uh, Apple hit the Apple, go to preferences, and then go to sound, you should be able to get an output. Yep, that's where I'm at. Okay, so what are your options? Um, I am. It's actually set to my uh, Logitech headset. It's on USB. Let me let me pull it out. Let me unplug it and plug it back in and see what happens. You might also look in your mumble settings and, and select the output to be the USB too. It doesn't use the same system settings. That's right. It'll sometimes go to default device where you really want it to go to your actual device that you're using. Or Carl, the solution is don't press the button while we're talking. So. Okay. Yeah, this is all like gravy, right? This is all like the... No, this is the money. For the audio crunchy guys, they love this shit. Like us struggling each time to figure. But though we're getting a lot of Macs, I've noticed. Like a yeah. lot of people are using Macs, so that's not too bad. When they were on PC, I have no idea. Okay, so here's the deal. I figured this out. So you have to go to advanced because it, the options oh, not yeah. show yep. up under the normal settings. Okay. So how's that now? That's awesome. That's really good. Now, check, press, check, press, check, check. Yeah, press press your button, Carl. Yeah, check, 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 check. There oh, we go. Yeah, sexy. my headphones are working now. All right. Oh, I love it. I just good got thing, a little chub. Good things astronauts don't use headsets because this would be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah. So Carl, I don't know how much we want to get into like what you actually do for a living. So I'll leave it up to you as far as what you want to say, or, uh, I mean, you are kind of a big deal, but I don't want to, uh, burn you too much. So especially in the beginning, because we're not editing anything. So, um, <laughs> like we'll play it by ear, right? It'll be all good. Hey, look, you, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not that worried about it. As far as we know, no one's ever been fired for what they've said on the podcast. But I mean, we're in an ever-changing landscape when it comes to freedom of speech. So we'll you, have to hey, see. you, you got to remember, I work for the government. Firing means getting promoted. Okay. Nice. Well, there we go. So that's out there fail, now. So uh, fail upward. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? <laughs> we ready to get started? Fucking a! It only took ten minutes. Hey, yeah. Right. Give me one sec. I got to close my door again because okay. at least three times. Tonight, uh, somebody's going to come in, come in my my office and ask me what's going on. So, but I got to close the door each time. Is this who's somebody like you having a party at your house, or is it just like? No, my wife just came in and asked me where my older son was. Oh, um, I see. Okay. So, one second. Yeah, I did the whole briefing to my family. I'm like, everyone off the Wi-Fi. Uh, kids can only watch cable or play on the PlayStation. <laughs> No Wi-Fi usage. My right, uh, my older two aren't here. My wife's at a Halloween party, and the little one's asleep. I'm, I'm like this is dangerous because with air no quotes. supervision, I'm going to do air quotes babysitting. This is like what Reeves said, where you you don't babysit your kids. That's no, not I said the, I said the baby is sleeping. No, no, I know, but I always I, like I was I'm, parenting. I'm, I always tell Reeves I'm babysitting my kids, and he's like, "Yeah, you don't babysit your own kids, dude. You're just being a parent." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is the Advanced After Combat podcast. This is a podcast about wargaming and the wargaming community, at least a segment of it, because, um, you know, we do drink and we like to have fun and we get a little wild sometimes. And I understand that there's a portion of the wargaming community that maybe doesn't appreciate that or approve of it, but like, fuck it, who cares? So uh, this podcast is brought to you by myself, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And a guest host that we bring off our guild, BGG, Guild 1660. There's guidons to prove it. Represent. And, uh, and we bring a guest from our guild each month to be on the podcast, which is why it takes us 42 minutes normally in the beginning to get the sound set up. But this time, that guest is named Carl. What's up? Welcome. All right. Thanks, guys. So Carl was supposed to record uh, a month prior to this. <laughs> so the idea was that we were going to get like a preview of our, our convention. We we're going to kind of do a pre pre convention um, uh, recording. Jason and I came up on time. We were ready to go. We'd argued with the wives, gotten into fights, uh, and but we were on time. And uh, Carl was a no-show. So, Carl, you want to give a brief explanation of what happened? Um, and you can leave all the handsy stuff out. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> no, don't, so. don't leave the handsy stuff oh, Jason wants the handsy stuff. Okay. <laughs> we always, I, I always want handsy. I, yeah. want the, I want the gas station food included, <laughs> though, but that was the most important thing for me. The gas, I'd never heard of gas station food, but I want this to absolutely be part of the story. So, Carl, <laughs> you've got four minutes to explain what happened. Uh, I'll just say I had some te technical difficulties. <laughs> that's fair that's wow fair. That, that was underwhelming no, no. <laughs> so yeah so I, what happened was uh i was i was uh, not planning on doing anything except having the podcast to do that night 
but my wife had other plans and she invited some folks over and they brought gas station food over. And if you don't know what gas station food is, it is fried stuff and it could be chicken or. And, and, and Carl lives in Alabama. So this it, is an yeah. Alabama gas station. Yeah. So it's extra greasy and extra. I don't know. I don't know what they have with it, but you know, it's, it's like wedge looking things and like, like fried meat. So <laughs> yeah, for, for, for me, this is fascinating because I mean, I've, I've been skeptical about eating gas station food, but I've never thought about like, I'm going to buy a bunch of it and bring this gas station food to someone else's house. Like this is what I brought. Like, like, yeah, everyone else it's, it's, it, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, what do they call it? Where they have, everyone brings their own dishes. You're going to bring like a bunch it's of a chicken potluck. tenders. Yeah. Pot like you're going to bring a bunch of chicken tenders from the Seven Eleven. That's what I got. Yep. And, and so, so, and this place is great because it's been around since like, you know, I, and I grew up here. So it, it's called, uh, we always called it Dodger Dogs, but they went there and got fried chicken. So that's, you know, um, maybe chicken's not their specialty. I don't know. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> so at this point, you're blaming the food or are we going to blame our own uh, uh, control over our, our, our drinking? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, lo- I think I lo- lost control just a wee bit. Um, so. So everybody showed up about five o'clock uh, that evening, and so I got I got started at, what five hours ahead of time, local time, and so I had five hours of drinking uh, going on before I was supposed to be online, and that's not a good recipe. No, <laughs> I, speaking from personal experience, that's not a good idea. So by the time I'll just say this: by the time nine o'clock rolled around, everything was really gray and fuzzy, and um, at that time. Even though I just filled my glass up with a crappy old fashioned, uh, I realized, you know what? I, maybe I should slow down a little bit. And I at least went to my office and I tried to get online. But my wife told me that the crowd of folks she invited over came and watched me try to log into my computer <laughs> <laughs> and laughed at me and berated me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I like how your response is like, you're like, I think I, I might have gone too far. So now it's time to start recording. I need to record this. Yeah. I need to do everything I can to record this. So so where did you wake up? Okay, so, um, well, I'll, so, <laughs> so I'll say this. I remember uh, I tried to log on and, I, and I'm not sure that I was successful, but I did get sick and I had to run – uh, to the bathroom and I just puked everywhere and I tried to come back to my office and um, I didn't quite get back to my desk. And so I laid down because I needed like a little rest. That's a, that's and, a good and, idea. And is there a small little bed in your office that you can lay down on? If you, if you, if you call um, my carpet floor in that's my nice. office, the bed. <laughs> yes. No, that's fair. That's a giant bed. Yes. <laughs> carpet floor is a giant <laughs> bed. That's good. I like it. <laughs> So I woke up about 4.30 that morning. I was like, what the hell just happened? And I kind of I freaked, but I felt so bad I, I couldn't move. And so all the thing I could do was go back to my – you know, stumble back to my bed, and I, and I crawled in bed. And then I, and then I emailed you all about probably 6.30 or 7 saying, guys, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, you know, I don't really have much of an excuse. I'm a so loser. no-go. Yeah. 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 I think my response was that was the best possible excuse you could have for not recording the podcast is that you were too drunk and you passed out on your floor. That's probably the guiltiest thing that's ever happened. 
And though we don't want to encourage that because come on guys, we like, let's not make this a tradition, (laughs) but but still we're fine. We're totally fine with it. And and we diagnosed it. Like Jason and I were talking, we're like, okay. Um, I said, I'm guessing he got too fucked up, but he passed out. (laughs) Called it. Yeah. It might've, it might've happened once or twice before. But, but you know, this is, um, again, this is not the stuff that the traditional wargaming community is going to like. So, I mean, I think we need to do a lot of self-evaluation at this point. Tisk tisk. I know. Hey, so I just, we played Starfire the other night and we had a new guy come on. His name's uh, Jack. And he was like, yeah, dude, like totally like into what we're doing. Like I like drinking. I like uh, playing war games. And it's funny because while uh, you certain people might be trying to encourage like uh, younger gamers or older gamers, the, the point is that our generation of gamers uh, drinks, uh, we play war games, and we have a lot of disposable income. So who's <laughs> so who's really driving the fucking war exactly. game market? Right? Exactly. It's not the fucking old guys. It's the guys who are like between like thirty eight mm-hmm. and fifty five who have families. And uh, now have a bunch of disposable income and like drinking. So. Yeah, and swearing and having a good time together. That's right. That's right. So we're <laughs> good, good luck with that, Carl. That's right. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like when you look at a Kickstarter like Medieval, I mean, Medieval I think was going to do really well no matter what. But the fact that we've got guys in our group who are participating in the project, mm-hmm. I mean, that sucker hit its number within ten, what? Ten hours. 10 hours yeah. at its number. So go back to medieval um, if you haven't. It's on Kickstarter now. Yeah, and we'll we'll chat it up too. But I mean, the the other thing is it's not like a traditional war game. So medieval is kind of like a, a maybe a cross Euro war game. It's oh, a, hold on. Let's let's be careful with our designations here with our definitions. Well, well it's, no, it's not hex encounter. So it's not it's not a traditional war game. But still, <laughs> our guys look at it like. I can play it yeah, drunk. Yeah, it's, it's fun, and yeah, exactly. There's war. It can be played drunk. We're going to buy that. $60? They're like they're basically yeah. like under $92. Yeah, I'm going to buy that drunk. Mm-hmm. Maybe and even we two play, of them. We played at the con, and we had a freaking blast. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. And it's worth it just to see how uncomfortable Ralph looked <laughs> on the uh, live feed. So. I, I, I sent that to my wife. Oh, she money. enjoyed it money he looks like he's under interrogation like he looks cold and clammy in the picture <laughs> <I saw> <laughs> love you guys all right so carl um so basically we tried to do like a little origin story on guys who are in the guild so uh do you want to give us a quick kind of origin story for you as far as what you want to say i don't know how much you want to say about your background but like how you got into wargaming and stuff like that okay so i would say i got into wargaming by um my my sort of gateway game was Axis and Allies. I had um, a buddy of mine. Uh, I, I, so I don't know if this happens to a lot of folks in high school, but um, my best friend is uh, a guy who had the next letter in the alphabet. And so we ended up sharing the same locker in high school. And by that chance, we found out we both like loved history and wargaming. And um, we started playing Axis and Allies. That was kind of our gateway game. And we would go over to either his house or my house and like throw dice and scream at each other and try to use the rules to screw each other over. Now, um, did, did looking back, do you think you guys had a good understanding of how the rules work? Because we played Gettysburg, Avalon Hill, me and my best buddy Ted at the time. And uh, 
we had no idea how the game actually. I don't oh, think we were playing anywhere close to what the rules were. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it didn't matter because <laughs> it was who who you know who could who could screw over the other person by by some you know some rule, and so. Um, so we, yeah, we, we played that and we played that until we got tired of it. And we, we so we took the plunge into, um, we went from Axis and Allies to, uh, Third Reich. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm right, right there. I was, we had that one too. <laughs> so we played Third Reich and, um, basically same, same story, man. We dove into the rules and it was, it was, uh, we were we were gunning it for each other, and we one of the funniest stories I've got that we still tell between he and I is two o'clock in the morning. We're playing Third Reich in in our basement, and uh, we're 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 throwing dice and screaming each other because we don't agree on what the rules say. And my dad comes down and goes, "Jimmy, time to go." <laughs> so I thought you threw him out. So then my dad threw him out, <laughs> which means you were right. Yeah, that's right. You're like, I'm going to send a self-addressed stamped envelope off to Avalon Hill, and we're going to find out in four <laughs> yeah. weeks what the result of this question, what the answer is. That's right. Because kids, yeah, that's how we used to have to do it. You, you'd have to send an SASC off to the company with a yep. rules question, and then you would get a response in the mail. Yep, yep. Um, so, so, so do you still play with that guy or no? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still we're – still, yeah, um, we're still really good friends. He, he so he doesn't play um, board games much more anymore. He he, um, uh, we end up playing uh, computer games together. He's much more into like things like Europa Universalis or or uh, or, or um, uh, I forgot the name of the of the World War II game. Um, Hearts of Iron. Heart, yeah, Hearts of Iron. Yeah, right. yeah, yep, yep. So we do that occasionally together. That's cool. And so uh, then, what kind of? How did you find out about the podcast and the guild and all that stuff? Yeah, let's uh, talk about us for a little bit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Enough about you. Let's let's bring it back. <laughs> Favorite part about us. <laughs> so so it's funny. So I actually I I found the guild through looking for a podcast, and um, this was probably I don't know three years ago or so. Um, just doing a doing a search and found found the podcast and started listening to it, and I was like, man, this 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 is hitting something with me. Um, so. Uh, yeah, through that, I started listening to the podcast. Uh, I would say probably mostly a lurker uh, for the first. Hey, Carl, was it the uh, Maximus episode with All Good where I passed out at the end <laughs> that really like struck a chord with you? Yeah, yeah that's, that it was that one. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I would say I was probably mostly a lurker until what a couple of years ago, and we had our our white duck. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being a lurker and I would rather, I'd want to get more, more engaged. And so, um, started, started participating through the white duck and, and, uh, trying to find folks to get engaged with. And, and so now I've got like a bromance with, um, with Brad and, and, uh, Mark and, you know, Who, who's Mark? Is that Leroy? Yeah. Leroy. Yeah. Leroy. Yeah. Leroy. Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, so it is interesting how the different guys kind of like end up pairing up to be they have they, they have their little bromance partners in the guild, and that's who they tend to play with and, and have their games with. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it, yeah, it's funny how it kind of works out. You know, a couple years ago, it was it was a funk. It was basically Brad and I. Um, you know, Brad brought his bags of <laughs> Labatai. Uh, oh yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I was. I, I was assigned to teach you guys how to play Labatai. That was yeah. his nickname, not Dimebag, with all those. With all those baggies. 
Yeah, he doesn't have a nickname yet. Brad's still just Brad. Yeah, I don't know. Because he's so Brad. <laughs> he is. The second you see him, it just puts it's a like, smile oh, on your face. Brad. Yeah, here comes yeah. Brad. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so Carl, you went to the convention. Uh, why don't you give a quick rundown on what you thought of the AAC convention, and then we'll, we'll do the quiz if you want to do it, and then we can talk more about the convention afterwards. Okay. So, um, so I, so I went last year and this year and it, um, I went last year just on a whim because uh, I hadn't met anybody in person yet and it was a freaking best time of my life. And so I was, uh, I, I I was knew I was going to go this, this past year. And, uh, again, it was, it was, um, if you, if you haven't gone, it's freaking awesome. I can't yeah, recommend highly enough. Right. And just so I could, I should mention, cause maybe some guys haven't heard before, but, uh, what we do is in October, we do an advanced after combat convention in Dallas. So last year we did it at a hotel and we probably had like maybe 30 guys. And yeah. this time we did it again. I think we had 40. So we weren't going to try to do it annually. And l- last year was great. This year was like out of this world. It was insane. It was, it was perfect. All right, so Carl, so keep going. Okay, so we so this year it was um, it, so it was awesome. I, I actually I, I got to thank I got to thank Ben for for putting up with me for basically two days because he played uh, Den Bien Phu with me for the first day for a good chunk of the first day, uh, teaching me that game, and then the second day he spent a good chunk of the day uh, walking me through um, Liberty Roads. And, um, putting up with me for that. And so we had a blast doing that. Um, trying to think of what else happened. Uh, Mark, yeah, it, it's, it's funny. Carl came over to my house. He was in the area. So he came in and my wife was like, he's so tall. My wife is always surprised by the guildies. I think she's expecting because they're war gamers. <laughs> they're going to be like complete, like nerdy type guys. My wife was like, oh my God, that guy was not what I expected at all. <laughs> <laughs> In what good way or bad way or what? No, it was in a good way. In a good way. It's funny because we also went out to a bar and at some point we're drinking beers and uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll get another beer. And Carl looks at me. And I'm like, don't try to keep up with me. You're fine. <laughs> Carl's yeah, like, what? yeah, I'm not going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just say this. Like I'm, I am the amateur in my family. So um, I, I'm used to not keeping up. And when I try to keep up is when I end up on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go figure. But you keep trying. That's what's important. I keep trying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why the carpet's there. One room should have carpet at least. And and my and I'll just say this. Yes, uh, and I, I'm not proud of it, but my younger son will use me as a step stool to the bed so he can like lay next in the bed next to his mom. <laughs> that's right. That that happened when you when you and Brad played the, the Civil War. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he passed out next to the bed and he climbed up over you. Yeah, got in there. <laughs> All right. So uh, so Ben was helping you out with the convention. Yep. Showing you games. Yep. Ben's, Ben's good people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Um, then, uh, then actually, Mark, we ended up playing Holland – or no, I sat and watched Holland 44. We we played uh, Normandy 44. Uh, we went through the first – part of the first scenario. Um, and uh, he, he, he basically led uh, um, a game of Normandy 44. Actually, we have started a game – um, a, a play by email game of Normandy, Normandy 44. And I just got to apologize to him. I'm still trying to get through the rules because I haven't ever read the rules and, and, um, I'm almost done, but I'm going to get, the, by, I'm going to get by the, the way, Leroy was great enough guy to bring 
he's a dealer at a casino. He bring, brought dice from his Hell casino, yeah. like actually real dice that had been used on the tables uh, for everybody. A set of dice for everybody at the convention. So that was cool. That was badass. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was a great touch. He, it's all. I guess I don't know if he gets it or how he gets it, but it was cool for him. He's like just started throwing it out there. A lot of guys were just doing stuff like that, so that was pretty super. So. Uh, and then I uh, let's see. After that, um, ended up playing Car Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what? What happened to your car? So, <laughs> so I ended up getting a, a truck. And it was basically this big behemoth. <laughs> it's a shagging wagon. <laughs> yeah, it was a big behemoth, and I was, I was, I, you know what? I played it. I probably was playing it more right at the right off the right off the start, just going low and you know, just slow. And I was wanting to just take out guys who were, who was going to come by me. And then I got impatient. Was was the truck a shagging wagon or was it a rape van? Was it a rape <laughs> no, van? It was a shagging wagon. <laughs> uh, so what's the difference? The, the rape, the rape sensuality. No, no, no. The rape van is the white panel. That white panel van you see. Literally, I, it was funny because I was walking. We were at a, uh, a an event with my wife, and my wife literally turned and looked at this van and goes, "All right, nice rape van." Here in the parking lot. That white, I, the white side sliding door. I, I think windows, no windows, is is the distinction. Uh, okay. Yes, yeah, Silence of the Lambs, uh, Dancing to American Girl van pulls up next to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll just say mine had just enough room for me to, to jump out as getting getting um as it was flipping over another another car. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So so I ended up I got impatient and I accelerated, but I accelerated around a turn and mine had my my truck had no handling whatsoever. And so I ended up flipping my car over another car and taking myself out and another car out. And basically um my character lived, and I sat by the side of the track, just taking pot shots at people who were coming by. <laughs> now, now what, what was your character armed with? Uh, ah, crap! What was it? Um, uh, was like a laser rifle, some kind okay. of rifle. Okay. So you can actually do damage to cars, like you could kill. Somebody oh yeah, yeah. I had oh, opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I had an opportunity to take somebody out, but um, I didn't. I didn't roll very well, but but yes. So were, what, was, what was your ultimate fate in the Car Wars game? Uh, so my character lived, but um, I was one of three people who ended like survived the game. But I would, but my car didn't. The other, the other two folks, I'm trying to think who who lived. Um, I, I've heard that Jason did not live. I, I didn't, and I, <laughs> I ended up bailing a little bit early. But I was in the same thing. I there was a ramp, like you could jump over this 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 gap in the road. So I was like, okay, well that's obviously what I'm going to do and, and made the jump. Okay. But blew out some tires on landing and same kind of thing that my car was tumbling and I, I popped out and I think duck gave me um, an RPG, but yeah, I got, I got squished. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I think, duck basically ran the game and they had a pretty sweet big map in the corner. It was of the awesome. Room where they so like basically we do generally the, the more serious historical games during the day. And then once the drinking light goes on and let's be honest, about noon. Drinking before the gets right. <laughs> but basically, let's say after dinner, like when the lights go yeah. down, uh, then the games tend to get more, more slippy and slidey as far as what we're playing. More drinky. All right. So, what else, Carl? What else you got? Uh, that that's probably it. That's probably the last game I remember playing. Uh, whether it's from 
drinking too much or that's right so we don't know if it's the last game you actually played but it's the last game you remember playing that's right exactly yeah. all right um so carl there's a quiz um it's optional hey feel free to not take the quiz so carl we, we're, trying, we're trying something new this time so basically uh carl you know what no pressure if you don't want to take it that's we're, fine. We're, we we're get gonna it allow, we're gonna allow guest hosts uh, to basically pick a lifeline, they can choose one of us to be to help them with three questions during the quiz. Uh, so that means uh, in this case, Carl has chosen me to help him, and so Jason is going to administer the quiz, which which for me is like I'm like oh I'm on holiday now. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> Jason was Jason was super excited. About oh this. yeah, hey. super willing. Y- y'all hit me up though, and I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, let's hear Jason pronounce all these words. Exactly. These- <laughs> I know. I'm looking at this fucking thing, and I'm like, Braxton, you motherfucker. So I sent Brax. I sent Jason the quiz from Braxton. I've not seen it, but uh, basically it means that Carl on three questions, if he doesn't know the answer, can try to get me to help him with the answer. Three answers, right? Not three questions. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Because they're generally because there's really only questions. four questions. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. There's only four this time. Well, you know, four with four five categories. answers apiece, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. So they're like multi-part. Okay. Dave, we didn't cover this yeah, at the beginning and, because and everything Carl, went so smoothly. But Carl, you sound you, amazing, Carl. You've listened to the podcast before, right? You know how the <laughs> quiz works. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Carl's acting like he's never heard this before. <laughs> He, he's just in it for the guild. That's yeah, right. Jason, as a good podcaster, what I did, I actually got on early and tested my sound. Nice. I did, ran, I did too. I ran myself through. The, well, Jason, you sound great. Yeah. We, we're we killing it today. I, I think we really need to sound better than the mystery host. I mean, mm, that's important. Yeah, that's, that is Because otherwise, the listeners will just want all mystery hosts, and we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> and And before we start the quiz, what's everyone drinking? Dave, are you still on Maximus? Uh, I drank two Tallboy Maximuses to get uh, Maximi to mm-hmm. the wedding. Sure. There might be some Maximus in the quiz coming up. And uh, now I'm on Modelo Especial. Ooh, Especial. Carl, what are you drinking? Okay. I start off, you know, I, as I told y'all, I started, uh, I was so upset, missed the last time. I was online at nine o'clock and I started off with Tito's and Red Bull sugar-free lime flavor oh jesus <laughs> i'm wow. not gonna fall asleep this one no, no this at one. all today yeah no i'm gonna be here the whole time that and sounds so. like a heart attack but a, it sounds like a college drink like are you gonna do puckers later are you doing some puckers or what no no um, puckers like gold schlager <laughs> right, the gold uh, sure. Fucking gold dude. <laughs> oh, it's like, well, oh my god, I'm drinking gold. <laughs> I'll just say this: I have moved on to Tito's and uh, vitamin water lemon li- lemonade flavor. Mm, so you know, classy, classy. Yeah. So Carl, I'll caution you because I know you might be like, "Hey, I don't want to get too crazy because I've already like." But you're on now, so basically, just feel free to just let loose. Because <laughs> we'll write it out. It'll be fine. <laughs> if at some point I, I seem to think like it's going to be a horrible episode, those are usually our most popular ones. So sweet. Uh, as a matter of fact, I could go go for I like I could go for a refill right now. Oh, you should do that then. Okay. So we're going to do we can you can do a pre quiz refill right now. 
Uh, yes, I could do pre pre quiz refill. Well, I can still pronounce it. Nice. But, oh, I think you're on a great pace, Carl. You're doing <laughs> just, just what I'm hearing. You're, you're doing, doing great. great. <laughs> All right, give me give me two minutes, and I'll be right back. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so Jason, like I, I would say that as far as the venue for the hotel, I was very pleased. Like I thought the the hotel that was the, awesome. The old hotel was cool because the small room was next to the bar and that was convenient. But what I'll say about the new hotel is, first of all, the facility was great. The hotel itself mm. was really nice. The rooms were nice, and uh, and they had and a they rest- left us the fuck alone. Right. So that's the key. Right. So the restaurant was decent, and yes. Uh, Clay Stone did go in the beginning, introduce himself <laughs> to the chef and meet the staff. Basically had a review. He did a parade inspection of the staff mm-hmm, and made sure mm-hmm. everything was in order. Um, but I, what I would say about him is the restaurant in the hotel was decent. Um, this, the service wasn't great. But the, right. the problem with the old hotel is the one thing they were good at is fucking with us. Right. Yeah. They, and, they meddled. And this hotel was pretty mediocre, but the mediocreness c- continued mm-hmm. to where they didn't care that we were drinking in the the banquet rooms. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I think we bought enough from the bar that they were happy. Like we, but the bar's open for five hours and we're drinking for twelve. Well, and and to me, the bartenders seem pretty lazy. Where they're like, "Oh, thank God, you guys have <laughs> your own liquor, so we don't yeah. have to serve you." Yeah. I they mean, were they were fine. almost like relieved. Like the other bartenders were like angry that we're bringing booze in. Yeah. Uh, these bartenders were like, "Meh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. They could care less." Although I, I taught the I taught the kind of youngish looking one how to make a Negroni, and he did a really good job. I was proud of him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I was very, I was very pleased with the facility, so mm-hmm. I thought that was good. And uh, we got some great uh, pennants from Sammer. Sammer made those, those strange awesome. pennants for us. That was cool. He gave it to me, and I'm like, dude, I have to leave tomorrow. Like, there's no way I can put this <laughs> in my suitcase. So he, apparently, he shipped it to me. So that's cool. yeah. I, I had him do that too. Yeah, the the, the guidons were outstanding and those fucking dice trays that walker made were crazy oh, no walker made well so that's that's what sucks so walker was there i guess for the first day yeah like and then six worked, hours then he had work stuff but he made all these awesome dice trays and uh so it was like then he was gone so i felt bad because you know it, it's weird when i first get there like i'm not like uh like there's so many people you have to meet and there's so many people you want to see that it's like it can be very overwhelming for me I don't know how you feel about it, but it's like I'm, I feel like maybe like I'm not meeting all the people I should be meeting. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm not that guy. So, and I I don't think you are either. But we did we we did all right. Yeah, so I felt a little bit bad because Walker. Some of the guys I got to meet later on. Like I don't think I ever <clears> got to meet Doctor Bruce, and I didn't meet Walker because I I said hi to Walker, but I didn't really get to like talk to him at all. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. But it's like. Like I try to track down guys I haven't gotten a chance to meet, but like, you know, we're not like used to this type of, (laughs) it's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of people to meet. Yeah. Yeah. It was great though. Yeah. I I talked to Walker a little bit. I talked to Dr. Bruce. They're they're good guys. Everyone this year was really, really good. It was was really cool. We were kind of trying Mm -hmm. to be very Mm -hmm. selective. So that was, and that doesn't mean that guys- that we didn't invite aren't good guys. It just means that based on guild involvement or like listening to the podcast, they just didn't qualify for an invite. So, and and you still invited me. So I appreciate that. Well, Carl, you hosted now, so you have consular status. So now you actually can bring someone in. All right. Oh, by the way, I got, I got to, um, I forgot something about the, about the con. Uh, 
I, I totally left out Braxton, who led us through, led me through uh, a musket and pike with Johan walking oh, me through, uh, kicking oh, my ass. Oh, that's, that looked like a great game. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a blast. I, I got my ass kicked, but it was a blast. It was like one of the Swedish, that's like a 30 years war game that you guys played. That's the Swedish one, like Sweden, Sweden fights on or one of those. I, uh, I'll just say yes. It was one of those. <laughs> it was one of those. I'm pretty sure the Swedes were one of those. <laughs> yeah, I think that that game's that game's out of print. I think that's one of the the nice ones that the good Thirty Years War ones that's out of print. All right, so we ready to do a quiz, Carl? I think so. I'm drinking a Negroni though. Thanks for asking. But oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm 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 I, I kid. What a bitch! What a I know. Bitch. I know. <laughs> Are we ready? I'm going to rock this motherfucker. As ready as ever. <laughs> Jason has been getting ready. Are you prepping <laughs> yourself for this? I feel like Jason's no. been getting ready for this. I, I, I just opened the document. Oh, nice. That, that's going to be good. And it's entitled, AACCon is almost here, bitches. Podcast oh, yeah. quiz. That, that's so sad. <laughs> well, that's so disappointing. So AACCon is gone, bitches. All right. Are you ready? I sure I'm ready. I'm gonna get loud. It's time for name that opposing commander. And Dave, you're doing the bonus. Uh, Battle I, I, of I will gladly do the bonus. Okay. Battle of Heraclea, uh, 280 BC. Our commander is Publius Valerius Lavinius Lavinus. Who's your commander? Did you get all that? Publius Valerius. Lavinus. Got it. 280 Biggest BC. Don't don't burn out your lifeline, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Biggest diggus. <laughs> that's good though. That's a good that's, uh, a good. that's fair. That's fair. No, I dude, I, I I I'm sorry. I have no idea. Uh Pyrus Epirus? Jesus. Of course. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Of course. Would not have... I, I think there's a couple softballs in here, but some of them are gnarly. Uh, and I'll, keep, I'll still keep score here. Oh, great. Yeah, girl, feel free to go to me for the softballs. Because I don't there you go. <laughs> so how, how about this one? Battle but of I... First Newberry, 1643. Our commander, my commander, is King Charles I. Who is your commander? Uh, Charles. Okay, so I'll say. Um, so he, he's a royalist. Yeah. So, so I'll say. Um, who, who who's the uh, the um, Cromwell? Uh, Earl of Essex. Yeah, that's Cromwell, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> Robert Devereux. <laughs> that was a fair. That was a fair guess. Though. Yeah, fair yeah guess for that. sure. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe this one. Maybe you can call Brad on this one. Battle of Lutzen, 1632. Uh, my commander is Gustavus Adolphus. Who is yours? Uh, yeah. Um, there's, there's like, so Gustavus Adolphus versus him, there's like two commanders that tend to command the Catholics. I can guess one. Is, is this one of the, is this one of the lifelines? But he, yes, I mean, I'm, I'm, letting, I'm letting him know where I'm at. <laughs> just, just take the temperature. It's not my area, but uh, I could guess. Absolutely, I, I'm, I'm, guess. I'm gonna guess Tilly. Uh, Valenstein. 
What oh, the Bob's, hell, dude? Bob Steen's the other one. He's the other, he's the other one. I guess the wrong way. Uh, I one, paid one you life for this. down. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we move to uh, Braxton's speciality, Battle Battle of Perryville, 1862. Uh, my commander is Don Carlos Buell. Who is yours? Okay, if you need help on this one, I can absolutely help you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might know this one. All right. Buell. Um, can you tell me which side he fought for? Oh, please. Mm-hmm. Please pull a lifeline on this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I even gave you a hint. I lifeline. Don't, don't. Braxton Bragg. <laughs> Braxton Bragg. Uh, I, I said this is Braxton's speciality. It was so not on my. It was so not on the tip of my tongue. I just, I just wanted to be able to post the episode, so I didn't want to push it. Oh, there's plenty of questions in here. So, all um, right. So basically, Carl, if you don't know any Civil War questions, definitely send them to me because I'm definitely the guy to do that. I know it, the Civil War was fought in the United States. Nice, nice. So, uh, what is your uh, your topic of choice? Is it World War Two? Yeah. So I'm 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 a pretty big World War Two buff. So um, I will if uh, yeah I have better chance on World War Two than anything else. There might there might be some World War II questions in here. Maybe okay. Uh, last question for this: uh, Battle of Bellow Wood, nineteen eighteen. Uh, my commander is Crown Prince Wilhelm. Who is your commander? Pershing. Nicely done. That was good. That was, that was good. Boom! All right. That's that's two. I've got I've got two. That's that's two. <laughs> Well, we we have two. We, <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did too. <laughs> All right. It is time for who fucking said that shit? Name the mil- military persona that each listed quote is associated with. All right, this first one. If you must break the law, do it to seize power. In all other cases, observe it. Who said that shit? Can you repeat don't, that? Don't don't even ask me for this one. <laughs> if you must, if you must break the law, do it to seize power. In all other cases, observe it. It being the law. Trump. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I have no idea. Julius Caesar. Oh, I would have uh, guessed Julius Caesar. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Do it to seize power. Uh, okay. Uh, question the second. If my soldiers were to begin to think, not one of them rem- would remain in the army. Let me say that again. <clears throat> if my soldiers were begin were to begin to think, not one of them would remain in the army. Who said that shit? Uh... Bismarck, Frederick the Great. Uh, who's, who's that, German? That that checks out. I mean, yeah. that sounds like something Frederick yeah. the Great would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it, it, to me, like it rings like American Civil War, but yeah, that's that's Frederick the Great. That, that makes sense. Yeah, but American Civil War is more like egalitarian, like yeah. volunteering. Very American, right? They're like, don't run away, guys. <laughs> Please don't run away. <laughs> Please. We'll, we'll feed you one day. Stop running away. All right. War is cruelty. There is no use trying to reform it. The crueler it is, the sooner it will be over. Oh, who, Carl, you can pick this one out. Who fucking said that shit? I think you can pick this one out, Carl. Um, uh, Robert E. Lee? I'll take that. Dave, do you know it? Uh, I would guess William Tecumseh Sherman. You are correct. But unfortunately, he didn't request my that's, life. That's right. That's right. We'll, we'll, take the, we'll take the zero. It's We're recording. So it's official. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, in a why, mantem- would you, why would you think Robert E. Lee said that? <laughs> Fuck, dude. I have no idea. I ha- dude. <laughs> I have That's no idea. Quote. Yeah. It, it you is- know what? I, I love it. But unfortunately, I have no idea who said it. <laughs> and unfortunately, like he is credited with saying that, but guaranteed many generals oh, felt yeah. that way. Yeah. Like he just actually was willing to say it. All right. In a man-to-man fight, the winner is he who has one more round in his magazine. Who fucking said that shit? In a man-to-man fight, the winner is he who has one more round in his magazine. That sounds like some World War II shit. That's some World War II shit. Yeah, you know, I was I was going to go with like um with with um you know, ancient Greece, but yeah, when he said magazine, <laughs> You're like, he, he who has one more bullet in his sling. Uh, Zukov? Erwin Rommel. Uh, of course, Rommel. Yeah, that was, that's a tough guess. I would not, get, I mean, that's, I, that's yeah, hard. I wouldn't have gotten that one either. That sounds like some shit that Patton would say or something. For sure. Uh, from that visit, I took away one lesson. Death is the price you pay for underestimating this tenacious enemy. Who fucking said that shit? And I'll just say as a, as a subtle hint, near and dear to my heart. All right. Can you say the quote again? From that visit, I took away one lesson. Death is the price you pay for underestimating this tenacious enemy. Well, Carl, you know it's going to be Vietnam, right? Because that's the drop there. So, okay. Which probably, gives you which gives you about four choices to choose from. Probably not Westmoreland because he wouldn't say something like that. Um, Dieppe. Hellmore. <laughs> Jeez. That's fair. Oh, Halmore's good. Yeah, like you picked a you picked an NVA guy. Yeah, I hell I dude. I uh, yeah. They they didn't yeah they didn't underestimate shit. Yeah, I don't think they were really worried about us. <laughs> Look, I'm here to make the next host feel like they're. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I get to feel smart this time because I have the answers. That's right. Mm-hmm. You're like on top of the world now. I'm, I'm killing it. <laughs> You're 
like, oh, you guys are so ridiculous. It's I, I so obvious. I, yeah, I thought I would hate it, but I, I actually love sitting in the seat of power. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I think we all suspect. We all knew, yeah. <laughs> he, Dave outed me in the state of the podcast. He's like, everyone thinks I'm the asshole, but Jason's really deep down. He's the motherfucker talking shit behind the scenes. Secretly, Jason's secretly the angry man. <laughs> all right. This, this is a good one. Who or what the hell am I? This is a good one. I was born in Prague in the early 17th century. My father was a leading member of the Holy Roman Empire and head of the Protestant Union. I began my military career at the age of 14 while campaigning with the Duke of Brunswick in the Thirty Years' War. I was captured and imprisoned during the invasion of Westphalia. A few years after my release, at the age of 22, I was appointed General of the Horse of the Royalist Army in England. I have a white hunting poodle named Boy. Who am I? That's a lot of words. Yeah, Carl, you can ask him to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my diction was okay, right? <laughs> where, where was he born? Prague. Jesus. In the early 17th century. Do you want me to start again? Uh, uh. I don't. I don't think. I, it's I don't worth know that. You don't, yeah, I don't. I don't know that you need to repeat so, so the whole let, thing. Let me hit the highlights. Uh, my father was a leading ro- leading member of the Holy Roman Empire. Uh, I uh, I was captured and imprisoned during the invasion of Westphalia. Uh, General of the feel feel free to skip the poodle part. That's not helping me. The the poodle's name was Boy. Uh, Leopold, Prince Rupert of the Rhine. Wow, I didn't know that Prince Rupert was born in in uh, Prague. That's uh, pretty amazing. Carl, I'm with you. I don't even know who the fuck this is. <laughs> you know, Prince Rupert is like that's that's a that's a person. He's a, he's a guy. Oh, I I get it. <laughs> All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was developed, consequently, from the prevalence of surface-hardened steel, developed in the late medieval era of the 14th and 15th centuries. The advent of surface-hardened steel caused most weapons of the time, like swords and battle axes, to ricochet and cause little impact in combat. I can deliver a forceful blow, a full-force blow to my target of surface-hardened steel. It's really hitting this steel thing. Yeah, he's really into the steel. <laughs> a part of me can be used to grapple armor, horse reins, and shields, as well as piercing the armor of my intended victim. What am I? Uh, so, um, you know, the first the first thought is like a um so some, so 14th 15th century yeah, not a so, sword or battle axe well so this so this is interesting because this, what i think is i'm thinking like some sort of cannon but but actually i think it's like a, uh, halbed- think, a halberdier yeah i think you're way off with the cannon guess yeah it's like a halberdier it's like a halberdier like a halberd you're talking yeah. about a halberd we call it halberd i'm sorry well you know uh, but I, it's it, it, it could be um but the problem is there's also a bunch of pole arm weapons that are surface hardened steel 
Yeah, but they had pointy ends on them, right? <laughs> <laughs> they did have pointy ends. Hey, hey, Carl, it's just a fucking quiz. I say go for it if you think you have an answer. Because I don't know for sure what the answer is. Uh, yeah, but but you're you're questioning the way I'm pronouncing it. So um, it's a know, the hal- halberd. Halberd is a guy who carries a halberd. A halberd. Yeah. halberdier carries a halberd. Halberd. <laughs> or it, it could be poleaxe. I mean, there's a bunch of different. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the yeah, they're, all, they're all very similar, right? I, it, I played enough D and D to know yeah, that they, they do some it. serious damage. But they, they, yeah, paladins wield them, motherfuckers. Yeah, and, and and Charles the Bold also not a fan of pole arms and halberds because they killed him. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, however, is more akin to my my cleric brethren. It's a warhammer. Oh, a warhammer. Warhammer. That was the answer. Warhammer. Warhammer. Ah, okay. Surface hardened steel. I'm appealing that to fear. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, this All one right. might be for you. I was born in Philadelphia. My father was a prominent surgeon and the founder of Jefferson Medical College. I attended the University of Pennsylvania at the age of 13 to study law. What the fuck, man? I like I was playing Nintendo and smoking weed at 13. Mm-hmm. All right, back back to the sorry. I attended the <laughs> University of Pennsylvania at the age of thirteen to study law. Two years later, I changed my education goal to military service. I was then accepted into the United States Military Academy at West Point, gaining a waiver for the minimum age of sixteen. I graduated second in my class, losing the top position because of my poor drawing skills. After my graduation, I was commissioned a brevet second lieutenant of the U.S. Corps of Engineers. Who am I? Okay. What was the year he was born? I didn't say. He was born in Philadelphia. So we have any year at all? Any- no years. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you think we just yeah. have a year? Yeah. Um. I'm thinking something like I, I can't. I, I know it's going to be wrong, but I'm. This is like Benedict Arnold kind of stuff. It, well, well, it, does it? I'm sorry. Was there a mention of any wars he fought in? Nope. A little Jesus bit. Christ. A little bit later, though. All right. What? What later? What later? What? What's the later part? I mean, later than the American Revolution. Oh, okay. I mean, if um, he's an engineer, I would. Oh. Um. Wait, 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 wait. Robert E. Lee. <laughs> That's your linebacker. <laughs> well, I thought Robert E. Lee, I thought Lee was like I mean, an that, engineer. That, I, I don't think that's a bad guess. To be I honest, thought he was in the engineering corps. He he was. He was. So wrong though. <laughs> George, <laughs> George McClellan. Oh, oh yeah, damn it! <laughs> that was a that was a terrible question. <laughs> I mean, that, that question hey, look, was not good. Yeah, fine. You, you know, y'all y'all. You keep making me feel better. <laughs> I, no, I mean, he could have gone and worked for the railroad. Yeah, he designed yeah. his commission and worked for the railroad, which, of course, yeah. makes him Jason's favorite. Civil War <laughs> I general. love a railroad. The fact that, that he was a president of a, a railroad. A, a, yeah. An engineer, a general, and, and railroads. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, that was a bad question. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. Up. We'll take it up with the intern. I mean, there has to be at least one year. <laughs> like you have to give us a year in the yeah. question because it's still. I mean, it, it could still kind of leave it up, right? It, it could still be up to two or three people. 
like, yeah, I don't know everyone who graduated from the University of Pennsylvania. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, he, he, he graduated from West Point. Oh, West Point. No, but he I was thought he went to like Penn. UPenn. But didn't he no, go to he, Penn? <laughs> <laughs> he was born in Pennsylvania. All right, let's, let's go on. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to need you to say this so I can write my appeal. I'm going to GM this quiz. <clears throat> Only 492 of my model were built. I weigh 77 tons, and I am 33 and a half feet long with my gun forward. Yeah, baby. At my thickest point, my armor is seven and a half, seven and a half inches thick. My maximum speed is... 25.8 miles per hour. What am I? This isn't, this isn't, this is a tough one. This isn't very specific. Yeah. Like, like what kind of gun is mounted on the fucking Wait, wait, thing? hang on. Hang on. I got it. Carl, easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. So I'll, I'll say it's a tank, obviously. Yeah. Obviously it's a tank. Um, and I'm sorry, how many of them were made? 492. Oh, uh, so it's probably a German. It's, it's not American. It's not British. It's not Russian. And and what is it? Does it, it talks about the armor. Does it talk about the armament of the tank? No. The armor is seven and a half inches thick at its thickest point. Uh, I'll say a Tiger. Can you be more specific? Tiger 1. Tiger two. Oh, of course. Oh no, that's wrong. You <laughs> get it wrong. You get it wrong. Of course. <laughs> so he has listed here: King Tiger, Tiger two, Tiger Royale, Tiger Royale with cheese. That's right, because it's European. So mm-hmm. It's got to be Royale. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because because of the metric system. Yeah, because, because of the metric Tiger system. Royale. Metric no, I was, system. I was. Damn it, the metric system. I was concerned that these things weren't in in metric units. All right. I was you thought the you thought the metric thing would throw us off. <laughs> no, they should have been in metric. It's a, it's a German tank. Yeah. Seriously. That's the reason why they had so many engineering problems. They, they, <laughs> they couldn't get it right. The They're using yards and meters. They couldn't get the freaking units straight, man. I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas to a US Army captain and his wife Pinky. My father was the recipient of the Congressional Medal of Honor for his actions at the Battle of Missionary Ridge in the American Civil War. After two rejected attempts at securing a presidential appointment to West Point, I finally passed the entrance exam and was enrolled in 1899. While serving as a junior officer in the Philippines in 1903, I killed two guerrillas with my pistol who were attempting to ambush me during a patrol. Who am I? There's some dates in there, Dave. Finally, there's actually some dates. That's <laughs> there's great. some dates. I, I like how he tries to keep it so far away from their actual achievements I know, that made them like famous. So tertiary. Uh, Carl, do you need help with this or no? Patton. Dave. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm going to sit this one out. Okay. Okay. Douglas MacArthur. Of course. <laughs> I think Philippines, right? I thought it was a good guess, though. Well, but so, yeah, MacArthur did not come to mind mm-hmm. serving in the Philippines. Yeah. All right. That's fair. 
He is like this. He's like a superhero for the Philippine people. Like MacArthur is like ridiculous. But in World War Two, right? In general, <laughs> it's, it's it's strange situation. Have you been to the Philippines at all? It's a, it's a really weird relationship. All right, all right, Jason. Dave. Dave, what time is it? Uh, it's is it bonus time? It's bonus time, baby. So, tell, uh, tell me what this means. So basically, there's there's questions, right? Is, is it time for me to get a drink now? It could be. Um, yeah. So, uh, Carl, do you have any questions about bonus? I, I would say that it is regression to the mean. Unfortunately, I'm so far below the mean, it's not going to be regression to the mean. So it's just it's just going to be regression. <laughs> so yeah, Carl. So the way it's going to work is there are these bonus questions. And while they're bonus, um, they count for you if you get them right, but they're also going to count against you if you get them wrong. So they're extra bonus questions, but they kind of they count the same as all the other questions. <laughs> yeah, that you answered before. More more opportunities for me to lower my score. But, That's what but, I hear. <laughs> but don't forget that these are. I mean, I mean, I guess on a psychological level, it's it's these are extra questions that you get to answer. So it makes the experience that much better because otherwise you would have only answered exactly 16 or 15 questions. And now you have four or five extra questions you could answer. But if uh, if you're wondering if these questions are freebies, they're not. They're just bonus. <laughs> so they're just they're only bonus. <laughs> Right, so that's all I got. So I approve. Well done. But they're, but they're there for you. I am. I am like all in, all in. And Which? I think there's. I think Carl's got one more lifeline. He does. All right. So he does. You're only giving me one lifeline. Well, generally, I think honestly, I think I've been kind of giving some advice during the thing, but I think as far as for you to say, I have no fucking idea. That's it's when a, I can come in and say, I think I know the answer. It's a tough quiz. Um, look, you can tell me it's tough all day long and, you know, <laughs> and, and Carl, I hate, I hate to tell you, but I think some hosts are going to put an asterisk next to this, this quiz because they're going to say, this is the no, first one we ever get a lifeline. It's, it's like right. the 16 game season in, in football, no, right? It's, like, no, it's, it's, it's like in major league baseball when they went from 154 exactly. to 162. Hey, look, yeah. I'm here to build other people's esteem up. All right. It's a, it's a That's change. What I'm it's, it's a change Carl, in, I, in an era. I think yep. uh, I think building up other people's esteem is what this podcast is all about. <laughs> That's why I'm here. All right, let's do it. I'm here. I'm ready. All right. I'm getting near the end of my fourth Negroni, and I'm. Oh, I'm loving this. This is great. This is what it feels like to be Jason. No, oh, yeah. just kind of hang out and mm-hmm. chill and yeah. just answer questions and giggle and stuff. It's good stuff. Hosting is hard. It is hard. Yeah, that's right. Which motherfucking war is it? Name the war slash conflict each listed battle is associated with. The Battle of Mol... Is it Molvitz? Molwitz? This is before my time. Battle of Molwitz? It is. Mol- it is. And, and my answer there, Carl, affirmative, should give you an idea that you should go to me if you don't know the answer this. Dave, I think there's a few in here you might... You might get. Yeah, Carl might have burned uh, too many lifelines early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carl, did we lose you? 
Oh, I'm hitting the wrong button. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Bull, Battle of Mulwitz. Um, it's and it's Mulvitz for I think. Mulvitz. Yeah, sure. Well, that, 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 that should give you a that oh, makes all so the difference. Pronouncing now they're going to get on Jason. They're going to get Mulvitz. on Jason. <laughs> Mulvitz. There's should actually a clash. You, of ar- there's actually have- a, there's a clash of arms game coming out about this battle. Oh, and I bet it's three hundred dollars. Uh, Crap! It's it's a bat- battles of the age of reason. So I don't want to give too much away, but that's what's um, out there. What was the question again? Oh Lord! <laughs> Which- <laughs> so much for the- uh, here. I was worried I was giving away clues. <laughs> that that Red Bull is a motherfucker. Uh, na- name the name the war or conflict associated with the Battle of Mulvitz. Uh, Thirty Years' War. The War of Austrian Succession. <laughs> that is correct, Jason. It's the War of Austrian Succession. <laughs> I knew that hey, because. <laughs> hey, fuckhead! You have you have one lifeline. Why would you guess it when you know you have me here to guess? I don't know. <laughs> so there's four more questions. So just remember, you have one more lifeline. All the right. Fir- the fir- the first battle. Oh, and by the way, the Mulvitz game looks really good. Clash of Arms, uh, their their Battle of Age of Reason system. Definitely, if you if you're interested in any of that stuff, it looks really great. So, I think it might be a a two battle game, in fact. But it looks the art looks great. I I think it's out for pre order. (laughs) Are are we shilling now? Well, I'm just saying, hey, dude, I'm a Lava Thai guy, but I, I think, I think BAR are. is good. So if guys want that, that's a good one to get. That's the one where uh, uh, basically all of uh, Frederick's cavalry fled from the battle, and then he ran away, and his infantry won the battle. He wasn't even on the battlefield because he had already fled. Like my answers. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> S- send your play te- send your review copies to AAC at uh, gmail.com yeah and we'll, we'll put them on the pile of all the review copies all the review copies yeah speaking of which good old um, Hollenspiel if you if you want to send a review copy for the war table battle battle war table anyway uh which motherfucking war was it first uh, battle of santiago de cuba i'm sorry, I'm sorry uh, uh jason was that like you were requesting a copy of the no. game i i couldn't quite understand <laughs> should, should i know the should i know the name of the game because yeah, <laughs> we are gonna put it our, oh, yeah. our rigorous rigorous our rigorous yeah. system but first, we need you to email us the name of the game, <laughs> and then we will request it. And and then tell you no, thank you. Did you see Dave the the Warhammer emails? We'll we'll talk about that later. We're, Wait, we're is this for for Heroes of Normandy? No, Warhammer. Like what? Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. All right, all right, we'll talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> Write yourself a note. <laughs> oh, I, it's, our, on, it's in my notebook. Arm. It's, it's in, on your arm. It's in, it's in my notebook. Okay, you're good. good. <clears throat> First Battle of Santiago de Cuba. Which war or conflict was that associated with? Uh, Spanish American War. War of Inc. Jenkins' ear. Oh man! Which was part of the no, Spanish no, that's not, that's not a thing. <laughs> I would have gotten that wrong too. So I'm glad you didn't use a lifeline. Uh, all right, the Battle of Glorieta Pass. 
I'm thinking we need to go from a lifeline thing to maybe both actively participating. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I thought when you said this. I thought it no, was I, both I, people I th- doing I it. Thought it. I thought we'd do it more of like a lifeline type thing, but I think it's like I think both people doing so it hard. is fun. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be fun. I have no idea what Gloria to pass is. So. Right. Can, you, can you describe it? Uh, it's, well, there's, it's, it's curvy. There's two um, mountains. There's, gonna be a, there's, <laughs> there's a road going through it. All right, sweet. All right, I got it. Um, and what's the name of the question here? Like, <laughs> yeah. which motherfucking war is it? Oh, tell me um, which war is associated with Glorietta the Battle Pass of Glorietta Pass. G L O R E R I E T A. Glorietta. I, I really don't think it's civil war. So, nope. It sounds European. Yeah, it does sound European. How about um, war of Italian succession. succession. <laughs> the war, how about the war of Italian apprehension? Yeah. The war of Italian the war of Italian malingering. The war of Italian nervousness. Exactly. Yep. Uh, the American Civil War. What the hell? No, I would never have gotten that. I, I would never guess that. <laughs> Uh, speaking of battles that don't sound like they're from the American Civil War, the Battle of Chippewa. Chippewa. Now, this is a. Uh, is this Jackson and Taylor? Chippewa. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking a Tippecanoe and Tyler too. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> exactly you, what I'm doing. I'm sitting here. Looking, Are you looking I'm, for a hint? I'm sitting here looking at my advance after combat. Uh, Chippewa banner and like what the hell? What war would the Chippewa fight be in? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's 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 got to be Ohio. Um, I like I'm sorry. Is that a war? Well, like the war of Ohio. Ohio? (laughs) 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 Uh, does does that count? Uh, I, no, you, you can no, make that it does answer. not. Believe me, believe me, you can absolutely make that your answer. Um, the war of of Ohio, Chippewa. <laughs> Chippewa. Uh, I mean, could you like? I don't even know what Chippewa is really. I don't. I'm, I'm not big on the Indian wars, so I don't know. Um. Yeah, it's the War of Ohio, man. All right, that, that's our answer. Yep. Okay, uh, that's what 18, I'm going with. Eighteen twelve. Yeah, that's when okay. it happened. That's when right. it happened. <laughs> that is when. That is when the War of Ohio happened. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to be able to say this one. The Battle of Mall. Plaquette. Oh, yeah, we're in. I'm in on this one. Don't worry. We're fine, Carl. You're winning this one. All right, let's go. Mall Plaquette. Wait, wait, wait. No, you're fine. Don't worry. We're where, fine. Where was this? Where, where, what was this? M-A-L-P-L-A-Q-U-E-T. Oh, you nailed it, Dave. It, it so, sounds like French. You, no, we're fine. We're fine. Did you, open like, the re- nope, <laughs> did you open nope. the attachment? It nope. sounds like France. I, I literally know the battle. <laughs> I have the game, so I know this battle. Go for it. Oh, it, we have to pick the ballot. It's going to be the war. No, the of, war. The war of Spanish succession. You are correct. What? 
That is this is one this is one of the few battles where the French actually hammered Marlborough a little bit. Okay. This is why you bring me in for, for the lace wars. I'm, com- I'm coming in for lace wars and American Civil War. Jason is coming in for Vietnam. <laughs> All right. Excellent. That's that's three out of twenty. Sweet. Wow. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. Carl, we've got this helmet for you to wear, and the the, the little bus is going to pick you up and take you. Yeah. Pay, pay pay no attention. All right. So that wasn't bad. I mean, basically, no, we get to record the episode, that's, so that's, that's good. Honestly much better than I would have done. So Jason, we've had Carl, uh, I'm going to give you a break now and I'm going to come in. Uh, and, and, uh, we've had Carl kind of describe his experiences with the convention. Why don't you lay out some stuff? Do you have anything you want to talk about with the convention or the, the past advanced after combat convention that we did? It was excellent. Like I said, last year was great. This year was, uh, perfection. Like the, the guys now, in that room, go ahead. Now you played some interesting games. I thought you like Matt did. You did the Crusoe's Planet game. That looked cool. That was so crazy. Like Gersh and I have been talking about that game. So Gersh. Oh, and first Gersh came right. So Gersh was great. And I, I I gave Gersh. Gersh and I got talking a lot, and so I'm like, kind of like, you get to the point where I'm like, am I? Did I give the guy too much advice about his life when I was drunk? Like I don't know if I want. No. But great guy, awesome, loved him. And we haven't seen Gersh before, but Gersh has always been a big guild guy with us. From if day only one. Because, if only because he buys games and then had to sell them off to us later on but, but when he, he sheds them. But he was an MGR guy, right? Like he, he's been in oh, yeah. basically right. since day one. Yeah, that's right. So finally well, Eeyore, was Eeyore awesome. same way. Yeah, like true. Eeyore, that's true. Eeyore showed up. We had a bunch of guys who would traditionally come to like game on events and not come to our guild events like Pete, Eeyore. So it was great to see those guys down there too. That was their first advanced after combat events. So That was awesome. And no one fucked with Pete. Nobody tried to fucking coin him because I know people challenged mm. Tony to fuck with him, but it's funny. Nobody <laughs> fucked with uh, Pete. Do I think Pete might have paid? I think Pete might have paid for the coin for the first convention. So I think so I, if you, yeah, if I you think come, I might, you're going to have to pay for beers. Yeah. So. Hey, it was fucking awesome. I was happy. It was, it was I was awesome. happy to pay for round. So I, when we went to the um, brewery, uh, Hey, you're saying that now you didn't tell me that then. Well, oh no, he, had, he did at the brewery though. He yeah, did slap but, it down. Yeah, I fucking threw it down. Okay, okay. Pete is the only guy who bought me a drink the whole time. What? Sh- shout out to Pete, dude. I know. Yeah, but but uh, Carl, you had you had coins from both conventions. Yeah, but I, so well, yeah. <laughs> so how the fuck would you end up paying for beers? Well, no, I I, I did it on purpose. I was I was planning on buying. Oh, good. Right. Yeah, I mean, I threw it down so that everybody would. Have a have a round. Speaking of and buying this, a drink, what? John supplied so much fucking booze to that thing. It was phenomenal. Yeah, he did a great I, job. I drank all of Swede's tequila. I my I'm like I hurt for about a week afterward. My kidneys were were in pain. I'm not is, it go. Your, is it your kidneys that are impacted by alcohol, or is it your liver? It's both. It's both. Okay, yeah, yeah. for you. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and the problem with John is John has to deal with the hotel. John has to do all the medicine and has to do he all, the, all the work stuff. So, 
but still really nice. Yeah, even though I did ask him no IPAs and he brought me Lagunitas beer. Mm. Like I'm like basically every Lagunitas beer is – but John didn't know. So <laughs> I just drank it. Ralph's expression when he discovered that the Guinness bottles they stocked at the bar were the same at CVS – and and he was elated, and then went and bought and he went and bought thirty six bottles of of Guinness. So, uh, Jason, what did you play at the convention? Okay, so let me give you a rundown. I played Glory to Rome day one or Wednesday with Ben, Jesse, and Matt. So, uh, what, so what's that game? Run that game down for me because I don't know what the fuck that game is. You might actually like it. So it's a Euro game. It's a card game, but the cards do like six different things. Um, it's very thinky and very crunchy but it's also pretty you can really fuck people over it's a lot of fun um it's probably if if i had to keep one game uh and it wasn't vietnam it would be glory to rome so is it like kind of a political game no it's like a you're building stuff um to bring glory to rome um it's like after the fire of rome you're rebuilding um, no, so it's it's focused on Rome itself, or is there like a Mediterranean map? No, so it's not even a map. It's it's just a card game, and it's really like it's a Euro game. You're you're abstractly building stuff based on the cards you have. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. Uh, and then Matt and I played Sakigahara uh, Thursday morning. Duck Sammer, Matt Rex, and I played eighteen forty six, which was badass. Uh, Rex kind of took it to us. He he fucked so Samer fucked Rex and then Rex fucked Samer and me and uh and, and it was great. Uh then Doug and I played 65 which uh Ralph I love you but it was a lot it was a lot more fun playing with Doug than playing with you which is fair. Then Ralph uh with an asterisk uh Duck Rex and I played wing leader Ralph mostly just walked away. Uh Thursday night, Ross, Gersh, Swede, Ducks, Duck, Rex, Pete, and I played uh, Death Test. Uh, we played, um, so it's Fantasy Trip, Death Test. Pete ran it. It was fucking awesome. We were kicking the shit out of everything. And then there was a hole in the ground. And I said, hey, let's jump in it. And then everyone was dead. So they just automatically died? It just everyone died. <laughs> it's like, oh, you, you come to this whale. Well, well. Well, not not like the sea creature, but a, like where you get water. Um, right. We, we all jumped in, and we were all dead. It, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. That, that was I like best. it. It was the it was the peediest game of the con. It was great. Uh, Friday, Chris Clark and I played U.S. of War, which was phenomenal. Uh, Chris was one of those guys. Chris and um, Chris, Chris lives out in Iowa, like really close to where my dad and my stepmom live. And he's a, he's a great – so he and, and Brian were both kind of some of the kind of, you know, less involved guys they post, but they're, you know, n- not kind of maybe – Not putting up memes about ducks and like <laughs> right, people. Right. Yeah, right. But great guy, super uh, hand-holdy because I, I had read the U.S. Civil War rules, but I, I didn't – get it right so he he walked me through it and it's like oh that's how you play this game he did a great job of showing me the game a lot of fun uh and then matt gersh and i played crusoe's planet which is a a roll and move yeah so i sat down and kind of watched the beginning of that where you guys are electing your governments and kind of doing the paths fucking bananas so gersh and i have been talking about this game for a couple years now and it's this 
weird like niche game um that you literally roll and move you pick a path and you roll and move down it but the economy around the game is crazy and it was it was so much fun so i'm gonna make copies of it and maybe send them to people i don't know we'll see yeah, so the idea is like you do paths to find uh, stuff. Yeah, so you're, you're getting you're resources, planet, you're food. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, so you're st- run, th- run through it real quick. So you're stranded Premise. on the planet with um, people, um, and it's it's kind of a science fiction setting. Obviously, you're st- stranded on a planet, and you're trying to get rescued. But while you're rescued, while you're waiting to be rescued, uh, you need to gather food and water and uh, resources. Uh, to maintain your standard of living while you're and, waiting and, to get res- rescued. And so, and so you basically travel down paths, I guess, and you right. gather things, and you have to decide how your form of uh, society is going to be, like what type of society you're going to have. And, right? and it's more of an economy than a society. So you start off with just tribal, uh, basically communism, where or no, tribal capitalism, I think is where you start. So you go down a path, and whatever space you land on, you can choose to get all of one type of resource from that hex or from that space. So you can get like eggs or fish or fruit or diamonds or leisure, whatever that is. Um, and then when you get to the end of the path, you can all trade the things that you've collected throughout and you need to you know, eat a certain amount of food and a certain amount of different types of food to maintain a healthy living. Um, but at the same time, you need to collect these radio signals so that you can uh, kind of send out to try to get rescued. So you're trying to balance all this, and and you can spend your leisure points at the end of the turn to form governments or to create uh, violence. Yeah, I um, thought this was interesting where like guys could like argue about having a new government. Like they want to – guy wants to say, hey, I think we should be communist, but he had to spend leisure points right, to do to, it. Like, right, exactly. You have to have the free time from fishing. Like some guys are like, I don't have time to argue about what right. fucking kind I'm, of government we have. I'm, I'm manning the radio, like trying to you know collect radio waves to, no, to, it's, to it's get funny. us off this rock. And, and someone's like, I have all this leisure. Uh, how about communism? That sounds like a good idea to me. I've been sitting so, on my ass all day. So basically, they the game I watched, they got rescued because Jason was very uh, as as radar. I'm a good Jason, worker, B. Jason radar, was on the exactly. RTO. He was on the RTO getting it, and the but they all died because they had negative <laughs> negative victory points. So they were rescued, but they died in transit. Yeah, which which is fair, and it's brutal. Like if you don't eat enough food you're you're dying i didn't have any water the first turn and, i'm sure carl understands all this stuff because he's he's intimately aware he, of all he, he yes. knows he knows yeah. space yep 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 okay. he knows how many fish people need <laughs> uh-huh. to survive on a planet exactly cthulhu fish and then that night friday night ross tony sammer ben matt gersh campbell pete and i played duel of ages 2 which was epic um um, fuck, I can't remember the guy's name now, but, uh, the guy who financed the revolution, uh, was lobbing mortars at, uh, my team, uh, and we all died because of it and it, <clears throat> and it sucked. Um, but it, the, the game was awesome. That, that game is bananas. Uh, Saturday morning duck, uh, handheld me through Stonewall Jackson's way, which 
was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, are you going to be Are you going to be able to play that game now after you showed you how to play it? I am. Yeah, that rule book is is uh, dude. Like you, a, you, you, no, it's the key is you don't go over two. I I I get it, but sometimes you have to. Sometimes you do, but you're going to be exhausted yeah. afterwards. Yeah. But but the rule book doesn't say that. And, and it was the same thing with the US Civil War. The the rules don't tell you how to play the game, right? So seeing it in action, it's like, oh, this is really easy. There's 60 pages of this game does it this way and this game does it this way, because they're collecting twelve rule and, sets and, in one book. But and right, and it suffers from the uh series rules with the exactly. specific rules thing, exactly. right? Which is always challenging. But then there's the flip side where then you're like, and Mitch Mitch has pointed this out to me many times where he's like, Yeah, but then when you go to the new game, how are you gonna know which rules are different like right. for this game? You know, so it's right. like but, but, but reading series rules for there's like ten games in that series. So you know, every rule has an asterisk and this game does it this way and this game does it this way. So actually seeing it, it's like, oh, this, you know, there's there's exceptions, but the exceptions the, are going to be. The advantage of Stonewall Jackson's way is almost none of those rules apply to it. Exactly. exactly. They're almost all for like later versions. Yeah. And I think, or well, we played Stonewall Jackson's way too. So I think like the earlier games have the exceptions, but. Stonewall Jackson's Way 2 and Battle Above the Clouds don't have a lot of that bullshit in there, but it's still in the rules, so it just kind of makes it a pain in the ass. Um, then we played Car War Saturday Night, which Carl already touched on. That was uh, Medicine Man, Carl, Swede, Ross, Gersh, and Duck. Um, Duck ran it and did a great fucking job. That that was a blast. Um, and then Matt uh, GM'd Call of Cthulhu with uh, Ralph, Ben, Tony, Campbell, and Brian and that game um, I kept getting up and getting drinks for some reason um, but the game was awesome um, I was a like a magician's assistant hot kind of turdy um, chick which is uh, keeping in character for me I guess yeah that, that's your that's your jam right <laughs> that's, like, that's my jam yeah that's that's my wheelhouse <laughs> Uh, and then we did the state of the pot, or Dave did the state of the podcast, I don't know, which which was which it's was not, awesome. Not my thing. I know I, you I, don't, I don't like, like it, but it. everyone else loves it. And it was I, fucking I awesome, it. dude. It was awesome. I don't know if I like it. I'm you're, just like it's you're too much, good at it. Too much stuff. And and what's great is every year we'll tell the the origin story of the podcast. Oh my god! To the same no. people over and stop? over again. My my thing was I thought that maybe this would be the last one we never. <laughs> no. Oh uh, no way, man. Yeah. I, no. I love it because yeah. because like by that point we've put the games away we can all just kind of sit around and bullshit and get I was shit faced by the time we walked out of that place oh oh no Jason that was apparent that oh was, I know I know uh, but it's like when we were walking back after that I'm like it's four in the fucking morning <laughs> dude I was like and, and I had a drink in my hand like what, what time did you fly out the next day uh. 11 oh really yeah because i didn't see you down the road like i was out there i think i flew out around maybe we two. just missed you but yeah i was like ugh, like it was brutal that was rough it was that was rough was, yeah the, staying up till four in the morning is not what I, I do now yeah in my life but yeah i'm not really comfortable with that but that's fine i guess if some and, and my everyone thing is, loves it dave 
my thing is basically like, hey, if people don't want to be there, then don't be there. Because, mm -hmm. but if guys have questions about how things started or gossip or like who's like sock puppeting us or what's going on with all the drama or whatever, that I guess that I guess that's where it's useful. But oh, maybe people want to hear it. I don't know. So we'll see. We do. My Even dream, I, my yep, dream is that my dream is that it's going to be state of the podcast and no one shows up. And I'm like, well, that that's going to be it then. <laughs> All right, boys, I need to go get a beer. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yep, I'm going to go, go to the bathroom real quick. So. Yep. All right, tell me, I'm going to clap. Do a quick clap. Yep. All right, I'm back, boys. Whenever you guys I'm, are, I'm back as well. I just had the the uh, dad jokiest thought. I, I I switched to rum and and said to myself, "Set phasers to rum." Uh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> which is fun. Hopefully, Carl's not throwing dear, up in his bathroom. I hope so. I dear, dear girl, are your girls old enough to give you shit for dad jokes and? bullshit like that no they, no my girls still think i'm funny they still think like i'm hilarious oh that's so, the best i know they're not 9 and 11 dude they're oh, still good they're yeah. still good girls i'm waiting for when one of them is going to turn to me and goes you're drunk right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's gonna it, be the worst well my my daughter did that to my ex um four years ago we had them over we had a bunch of people over for new year's eve and uh my ex got hammered and my daughter cussed her out and it was like well that's yeah you you really don't have any grounds for yeah, like resisting yeah, when you're you like you earned that you're like fair enough yeah, I, 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 I am yeah, yeah. I'm not at my best right now <laughs> <laughs> now I've tried to be pretty good where I'm like I'm, I'm actually moving more towards beer like doing the mm. high high alcohol content beer like Maximus rather than whiskey and stuff and my wife is appreciating it so that's fair because before I would just pour a bunch of ice and pour whiskey in there and oh drink yeah it. that's that's where I am I'll have after no a while, ice after a while Monica would be like okay uh, you, you think you're being really sophisticated you're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't form words that's right. Yeah. But with the beer, you can kind of moderate it, even the stronger That's true. beer. So. Yeah. That fills you up. So tell me about – hopefully Carl is coming back. Tell me about your, your con experience. I, okay, I want to so, go game by game. So I showed up and I had honestly – like when I came in, I had never done Uber before, which might be weird for some people. But I just – I always just rent a car. That's so I, I did Uber, friend. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uber was really cool. The guy was a good guy and it worked well. Um, and then I showed up at the hotel and the hotel is very impressive. A nice hotel. Very nice. And, and uh, my first game, uh, when I showed up, I played Battle of Stalingrad card game with uh, B mode. Okay. And uh, that's a DVG game, right? Yeah, DVG game. I destroyed them. Had never beaten someone that quickly in that game. Um, <laughs> And but we were pretty drunk, but we were playing. I mean, I, I was trying to explain it to him, and we were kind of te it was kind of a teaching game. And then I played Android Netrunner. I brought all my Netrunner cards, and I'm not sure if it's worth it to bring them all because I usually play like once, 
Uh, and it's a lot of cards to bring, but we played once and I think I won once against Duck because I tricked him into hitting a server that was a trap. And then I think he beat me. Oh, Carl's just <laughs> getting larger and larger. He's getting engorged. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, so that was, uh, that was Wednesday night. But then on, uh, I guess the Thursday morning, we had Axis Empire set up. So that was going to be our daily game that we were going to play every single time. That was time. the big one. Right. So the problem we had was, was Ross was going to play the Soviets, but he wasn't going to be able to come in until Thursday night. So uh, Leroy came in and played the Soviets. And it was great. I mean, the game really went well. I, I mean, we were playing both sides of Axis Empires, Totaler Krieg and uh, Daisenso. So... Uh, which we call totally Craig and duh sensei, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so to avoid the uh, guys coming in and critiquing our plays when we put them on BGG. Um, and so uh, Pete was doing great as Pete played Germany. I played Japan. Uh, Clay Stone played uh, Western allies in the, in the West. Uh, Medicine Man played Western allies in the East. And then Leroy slash Ross played Soviets on both sides. So uh, Spain went fascist in the Civil War. Pete launched Sea Lion and invaded England, partially because I think I think Leroy had been kind of nervous about uh, getting Soviets too early into, into aggressive actions. So he went kind of defensive with some of his choices. And with Axis Empires, you have card choices that you play that kind of have forked decisions. So when Ross showed up, Ross is like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I can't do a lot. He, Ross felt like he couldn't do some of the stuff he wanted to do. But Leroy did a great job playing the Soviets. I mean, he really stepped in and did an awesome job. So um, so that's it. So basically, we uh, at the point where we left, Pete had landed in England and was invading England. Uh, I had launched East Wind Rain and uh, hit Pearl Harbor and was taking over the Pacific. And Medicine Man had occupied Guam and built a fucking fortress on it. And then the entire Japanese Imperial Japanese Navy showed up to try to take out Guam, but that did not go great for me. So that's fair. So basically we're going to take the game we played, we photoed it, and then we're going to put it on Vassal <laughs> and try to run it that way. <laughs> that's and, the best. And then set it up again when we play. So we got, we got like a mid 1941. We started in 37 and we get all the way to mid 1941. So we're at total war on both sides. So it's good. That was good. Great game. I, I really, it really was awesome. The, the game experience was incredible. I played a uh, starfire with Samur and it was kind of a game where we set up little task forces oh, for right. guys to play. So they could play like one guy could be a dreadnought. One guy could play a couple battleships. One guy could be a CV task force, like carrier task force. And so we tried to play that. And uh, I did, dragged uh, Brad and uh, Alan from their Labatai game. And they were pretty fucked up at that point. <laughs> so Al, Al is another. Al That's, is a fucking yeah. a treasure. That guy is a grognard treasure. <laughs> I mean, talk about a guy who's just an older guy and is just happy. Like he gets it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that much of a happy drunk. Like he's way more of a happy drunk than I am. So uh, Al was basically the admiral for the uh, Terrans. They were fighting against us, the Orions, and uh, Wutris Tarbaby was one of his uh, subcommanders, and Samer was Al's other subcommander. And they would start like maybe getting into disagreements about how they should shoot stuff, or and Al would be like, 
and Al's like already fucking hammered from uh, playing La Bataille, but then Samer brought out this Lafarac uh, scotch or some kind of super peaty, smoky. Ugh. So literally, he poured it for me, and I'm like, I can't drink it, dude. It it smelled like it ran off the top of a peaty roof of a Scottish hut and then landed on the taint of the owner, mm. ran out his butthole and fell mm. into the glass. I was like, mm. I was like, I was like, dude, it is like too much peaty smoky. I, I'm like, I can't do it. I've never run into a drink where I'm like, I can't drink it. And Al and Brad were only too happy to drink. Everyone else is like this. <laughs> so, so Al, Al was getting <laughs> so fucking hammered. And, uh, so is this so Thursday night? This was uh this was probably Friday night. Friday night. No, this might have no, been No, it's Thursday because Friday this, no, Friday no, dude, was No dude, it was Dungeons no, dude, and Dragons. Was, no, this was Saturday night because this was uh I did it the, the state of the podcast from the same table I was okay. sitting at. <laughs> so basically uh so Wutris and Samer would maybe have disagreements about how they would shoot stuff and Al would just be sitting there like this drunk admiral, he's like, gentlemen, maybe we should have another holograph conference in my my dreadnought. And he would like just be like, he was completely shit faced. It was a riot. Uh, wouldn't listen to their instructions. Basically, we just do whatever we wanted with his dreadnought. So we had fun. So that was uh, Starfire. And it was cool because we got to see, like, we had some big ships that had, like, capital weapons. Like, some of the Dreadnoughts had, like, force beams, but, like, capital force beams, capital, like, primary beams. It was kind of cool to see all the damage that those weapons could do at range. Um, D&D, uh, I did an adventure. <laughs> okay. Tell so, us about D&D. All right. So, I, I ran D&D. All right. So, same group, first Lunar Commando. Uh, it was an adventure led off by sheep. Was it exactly the same? No. There's a a couple more people. No, same group, though. Exactly the same group. Mm. Different adventure. Uh, A sheep basically jumped into the tavern and told them he needed them to rescue him. And uh, what I would say is uh, probably the DM needs to drink less whiskey during the game. Weird. Right. So Yeah. Um, I did get drunk, and I did possibly TPK the entire party. <laughs> but I, I partially blame Brad because Brad was like pouring me Irish whiskeys, and I didn't need those. I mean, Rex on the other side was bringing me beers. Those beers were pro- sexy. Sexy brought the beers. Sexy, that, Rexy. That was probably all I needed. Um, so apparently, dragon breath weapons have to recharge. Uh, Dave, the DM, did not know yeah. that rule. <laughs> Fuck that. So, so the You're the party, DM, right? You the entire the party died. The funniest was watching I had Braxton uh, in their role playing. And so Braxton, I'd be like, Braxton, you're playing the bad guy. So say something. And Braxton would be like, uh, uh, I, I can't do it. <laughs> Braxton like, was very like self-conscious about role playing the characters. <laughs> so it was hilarious. I, I got a lot of joy out of watching Braxton nice. get nervous. He's not a role player. And it's tough also because the party is like they have a lot of like skills that that coordinate with each other and make them very powerful in combat. So they will like just run right through melee combat, but it makes it hard to judge what's going to be a tough encounter for them. So basically, they got breath weaponed, and 
damaged and then they got breath weaponed again and apparently i was supposed to roll a recharge to do that but i didn't and uh if they fail all their checks then basically they all died so the party died the good news is the lunar empire does not allow you to ignore your sentence uh upon death so they will be raised from the dead and required to, to continue to uh, oh, yeah. fulfill their sentence <laughs> yeah fifth edition that's right. Those death so the, rules are awesome. So they're going to be raised from the dead, and they're going to be required to continue to serve out the sentence that they were given by the Lunar Emperor. So, uh, yeah, so that was it. That's D&D. Uh, what else was good? Oh, uh, another highlight. So after the brewery night, we did the brewery night, I think, on Thursday night. Uh, apparently, Lieutenant Hoplite got really drunk, and uh, they were out by McDonald's. They That's locked shocking. up the McDonald's, right? So McDonald's was locked up and they would only take drive through So the guys tried to walk through the drive through and the drive through won't serve you if you walk through. So a uh, Lieutenant Hoplite called Uber. So the Uber could drive him through the drive through at the McDonald's. And uh, then I think a random taxi showed up and they just ended up riding the taxi through. So I think Lieutenant Hoplite's Uber rating is probably very low right now. I think his Uber driver was not happy about that, but. But, but he's a young, handsome man. They, they forgive. Yeah, and we had some bachelorettes come in at some point. I I am so upset I missed this, dude. So, so two really cute girls come what, in. They're walking this, around. This was Thursday night. Oh Jesus! Right? Friday what night was it? It was Friday night because Duck and I were playing Saturday morning. It was it was Friday night. Yeah. So two really cute girls come in. And they're like, "What are you guys doing?" So I'm like. Uh, so I'm like, whatever, like basically Lieutenant Hoplite's single. So he's interested and I'm basically bringing drinks to them from Lieutenant Hoplite. He's buying them. So they lead us out to the main area, which was a trap. Cause they clearly had sent the oh, two yeah. oh, cutest yeah. ones. Oh yeah. The and the yeah. other ones were horrible. The, they're not dumb. No. So they, they, too, yeah. yeah. It was a trap. It was a total trap. So, but they, they did come in and they did talk to us. That was something that happened. That was it, though. I, I really just played – when I look over it, I'm like, geez, I don't know that I played too many big games. Like, I feel bad about TPK and the party in D&D. No, I played Starfire. No. Uh, we did – the Axis Empires was great. I mean, having a game like that that you're running – basically, we were playing that from the morning till dinner every day. And uh, that was awesome. So we're going to continue that. And uh, that was it. I mean, the dice trays looked great. I was really pleased. Like, Samer gave us those uh, framed guide-on pennants. That was awesome. Um, yeah. We, and it was funny, too, because Ralph, uh, we went and hit Tony. Tony was there, so we hit him up for the coin, made him buy us a beer. So we go over to the bar, and he buys us the beer. And the second the beer's delivered, then I fucking slap my coins down again. <laughs> but I, I didn't make him buy me a second beer. But it was cool. We had a good time. And Kev Sharp was there. A bunch of other guys were there. So we had a great, great crew of guys. And the best part was the hotel really did not fuck with us as far as having our own drinks and doing stuff like that. Because, dude, Thursday night when they we came back from that brewery uh, playing Triumph and Tragedy, I was watching. I basically watched uh, 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 Lieutenant Hoplite play. We were so hammered. Like All of he, yeah, Thursday he, night he, everyone was hammered. He just kept bringing me more gin and tonics. I'm like, no, okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. He's just like, okay, I'll drink this now because he can get shit faced, and the next morning he feels fine. 
Well, I no, but he also face. shows up at eleven in the morning. We're, like he's uh, he's trying. He's Saturday tra- morning, he, he was down at like. No, 10. no, I'm talking. I'm talking Thursday. This is Thursday night, the brewery night. So he is trying to Facebook his uh, uncle, Uncle John, and Uncle John's like, I'm yeah, trying what, to teach. Why the nieces. fuck isn't Uncle John? At well, no, he's like, he's like, I'm, Uncle John's like, stop with your nonsense. I'm getting tired of your stupid nonsense. <laughs> I'm trying to teach your nieces how to do their homework. So, so that was pretty funny. Yeah. Too. And by the way, also the other thing is, uh, Lieutenant Hoplite sent down a shitload of plexiglass, and our plexiglass, we don't, it's not playing around. It's like it's thick. Dope. Plexi, yeah. like nice plexiglass. So we had a brand new peel the wrapper off plexi marked by name. So for like our Axis Empires game, we had like like custom cut plexi for that game. That was sweet. So and it's like bl- slightly blue tinted. It's oh, it's stuff. great, dude. Yeah. I'm like that's the best plexi. It's so good. So that's it. That's my convention experience. It was a great convention. It, it was good. We so good. It was funny. Uh, uh, Matt and his wife came over um, last weekend to play Call of Cthulhu, and he walked. They walked in, and my wife asked Matt, "Oh, how did you like the convention?" Like, first of all, that's a silly question. Like, and Matt's a great guy, by the way. I gotta say, I really, he, I thought it was a lot of fun. He, he's good people. He's he's like tertiarily my boss. I know he got that reputation. He's no longer my boss, and hasn't been for about a year now um but yeah he he he's he's literally why i'm a war gamer but um <laughs> it was funny because he's in the same boat i am with like oh it was really good it was great let's stop talking about it because i don't want to talk about anything that happened there let's just say it was a good time you know like it was it was fun but that weekend is is a a guy's weekend, and unless let it kind of be that. Yeah, in my work, it's kind of a mystery, like what I do for that. I'm like, yeah, it's a bunch of buddies we get together. But the other thing too is, yeah, there's a lot of heavy drinking. I mean, no lie. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But there's a bunch of guys that don't drink at all too. I mean, there's not. There's like maybe like a maybe <laughs> Wednesday night. You said to me, I think some of the guys are surprised by the amount of drinking going on. That's right. Like, yeah, I'm. I, I mean, there is maybe. I don't know if six, people think I, it's a shtick, but there's no, absolutely. Yeah. Like you need, to, if you're going to drink, you need to bring it. Like yeah. you can't be a lightweight and be in the screw. It's going to be. But uh, there, but the, there are guys that drink not at all. So that that happened too. Yeah, so, I, don't I don't think Chris but, drank at all. I mean, Carl's obviously a lightweight, and Braxton doesn't. Drink, hey! so, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Braxton. But Braxton brings it, right? Like he, Braxton represents. Right, but yeah, it's still great guys. So they have fun. So I was just impressed with my Uber usage. So I used the Uber to get to the hotel. I used Uber oh, to get back from the yeah. brewery. I used Uber to get to the airport. I was very pleased with myself. So, so use Lyft next time. Uber's Uber's bullshit. That's, well, what's what's the problem with Uber? They're uh, hey, I'll be hey, I'll be at first admit. Lyft, try Lyft. Next time. No, what, what's the bad thing about Uber? Well, I, I don't know. Try Lyft. No, I no, I want to know why. What's wrong? What's wrong with so, Uber? So the the there's the, more Uber cars. Uh, the, um, so the the biggest thing is the Uber 
kind of higher ups are complete douchebags. Um, but yeah, that's that's Lyft, why I use them. I want to encourage that kind of attitude towards <laughs> that's, employees, and that's fair. The Lyft pays their drivers better, and they're, they're actually a profitable company. Uber is still losing money. Um, oh, okay. so so um, Scooter, uh, Jet, uh, Magneto. Matt and I all kind of flew into Lovefield at about the same time. So we, we shared a lift from Lovefield into the airport. And the guy um, had stacks of like how to be a good Christian and Christianity in your everyday life and whatever on his dashboard along with, um, you know, a Bible. Um, no, I noticed that my Uber guy had uh, Christian Rock on the whole way back. <laughs> so, so we're talking and like just kind of catching up, and you know, Scooter and Jesse. I haven't seen these guys in a year, and they're good people. And I, you know, I love these guys. So we're we're just kind of catching up on on day to day stuff. And, and frankly, J- Scooter like proselytizing. Fuck, no man. guy's going to want to climb up that mountain. No. Like, that's, like you're not going to convince Scooter. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. He's his own person. So Jesse starts talking about like hentai and anime porn and dicks and like all this stuff. And, and I'm sitting in the backseat in the middle because I'm obviously the smallest guy in that car. But. But I'm thinking like Jesse's obviously fucking with this guy, it, and it and I'm cracking up because he's like hitting the tentacle porn and all this stuff so hard. And <laughs> we talked about it the next day. He's like, I don't even recognize that. I just I was talking about the stuff I wanted to talk about. So Jesse was just being that, that's Je- his normal Jesse. conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is hey, I do me, baby. Like that's right, that's right. Yeah, get on board. It was it was great. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's it was a variety. A blast. There's a variety of guys there, and not all guys are like heavy drinkers. But man, there is a group that is like just it's it's going to be. So if you're into drinking, uh, you'll be welcome. You'll feel <laughs> very welcome there. Yeah, I drank so much that weekend. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so that was about it. So I got back. I literally, when I got back, I was flying back on the airplane. I went to grab a cup of coffee on the airplane. You know, they're going to serve you like complimentary cup of coffee. And I was holding it with one hand, dude. My hand was shaking so bad. I, what is I that? Had to I grab it with two hands. I spilled the coffee. Like it was shaking. My hand was quivering. I'm like, oh, I'm strung out. Mm-hmm. Like, I was mm-hmm. so strung out. I was, I was doing something. Yeah. I was like texting or something, and my thumb was shaking all over the place. I'm like, I'm detoxing. This is this is bananas. It was the weekend so, for it. So uh, basically, right now, Carl, what do you got going on? What are you playing? All right. So what what I have going on? Um, I have uh, me. So I, I am playing Normandy for uh, shit, dude. <laughs> Focus. You're good. You got all right. this. I, I, all right. I'm, I. <laughs> Normandy forty four with with Mark Leroy JS and damn it I'm gonna get a, a freaking turn to him soon. I've also got a, a game of of uh, I've got a standard combat series going on. Um, it's uh, hold on. 
One second. It is Krilly44. That's what it is. All right. So I've got Krilly44 going on. I, I'm playing it by myself. I'm trying to get my son involved with it. He is um, a little ADHD. So he he come he, he looks at it and goes, eh, not 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 too involved. You know, I'm not too interested in what's going on. What's going on? So um, let's see. So you guys are kind of trying to just play it together. Yeah, I'm trying to get I'm tr- I'm trying to get him to engage in what's going on with it. Now, what area of uh, Europe is that Corellia? It is okay. So it is the area between St. Petersburg and Lake um, Ladoga. Okay, like up, like up there by around Leningrad, that area. Yeah, it's Leningrad area. So there, it's a it's a SCS game, Corelli four to four. Um, and so, so basically, the Russians are trying to break out from yeah, that area. Yeah, and so and so I so 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 far, I have played one one turn through it, and and essentially, um, the the Russians have blasted through the the the. Um, the finish lines, and uh, and this is the MMP standard combat series. Yes, system. standard combat ser- series. So, so uh, yeah, the, so uh, it, so actually, it's one one of the nice things about it is is it's it's SCS, and uh, um. Hey man, you're doing great, Carl. <laughs> no, <laughs> here's good. the thing. Here's the thing. No, I'm not. I'm really fucked up right now. All right, hey, hey. Why don't we? I'll go. Let me go to Jason. Let me go to Jason. Oh, hang on. No, no. Seriously, hang on. <laughs> no, we we believe we believe that you're really fucked up. So, uh, so yes, I I start so, playing this. I start playing this thing because my I thought my son might get involved with it, but so he's like he looks at it and goes, "Yeah, this is boring." So I'm playing it so that he maybe he'll get involved with it. No, Carl, here's the <laughs> trick: you tell him you can never play this. You are <laughs> yeah. not allowed to ever play this game. Yeah. If I ever catch you playing this game when I'm not here, you are in deep shit. I'm gonna fucking spank <laughs> you. Like you're, that's what you do. You tell them this there game is go. so good, it's too good for you. You are not allowed to play this game ever. There you go. And you'll walk in, you'll be like, Did you play that fucking game? Because no. I know that some of those pieces were moved. No, no, I didn't do that shit. <laughs> All right. So Jason, what about you? What do you got going on? Uh nothing play by email. Um I reached out to Haggerty to play uh, U.S. Civil War, uh, which I was playing solo. So you're like, hey, Mike, I know the rules now. I played it with Chris. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. He apparently messaged me on Facebook like a month and a half ago, and I didn't ever see it. Um, so try to get that going. Playing D&D with my son and his friends, which has been a fucking blast. So you DMing? Um, I'm DMing. Um, Don't playing. kill the whole party. Believe me. Learn so, from my lessons. No. Yeah. I'm being very um, – so like goblins roll a D6 plus one or whatever. I'm just rolling the D6. Like I'm being very, um, very generous to them. But they're like – so I, I kind of 
told them the situation and we're running through it and they're all over the fucking place, right? Like I'm running th- them through the starter set, which is kind of, it's, it's very prescriptive, right? Like it's, it's the players do this and then you read this and then they do this and they're not playing that way at all, which for me, I have never DM'd or D GM'd a game. So, so they're going off the rails all the time. Completely, which for me is like, okay, if I want to GM, this is perfect because they're like they have no idea what role playing is. They they they've never done this before. So this is perfect. Like they're doing exactly what they want to do. And it's making them it's making me give them the game that they want. So they read their character backstories and like we did this whole even though it's pre-gen characters they i told them like hey read your character backstories like get into her characters are figure out why you guys know each other and so they came up with this whole story of why they know each other why they're on this adventure together yada 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 so we get into the you know first attack and it's goblins coming after the the player characters and they're like oh, maybe we can parlay with these goblins to come after this gang that we're going to co- try to get into. So, like, they're doing diplomacy, like, stage one. And it it was like... For, yeah, but, for, but that, that's good, right? It's that's fucking good. awesome. Because yeah. for me, like, I was always... I was just a hack and slash guy. I just want to bludgeon shit with my warhammer but they're like no let's talk this out let's well that's like brad that's always brad's technique in our games brad's always like oh there's a bunch of gorillas in the middle of a field i'm gonna go out and try to talk to them i'm gonna shit on my compatriot but let's go talk to and it almost never works it almost never works brad Brad almost always gets attacked by all the animals so i i let them get away with it so they're 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 trying to fight a gang of humans in this town. Yeah, the Red Brands. The Red Brands. Um, but th- so they parlayed with um, Clark, which is the bugbear, like uh, clan chief in in the Goblin stronghold. So they they and and I made them roll for it. They they passed a charisma check to get this guy on their side to go fight against the Red Brands, who the goblins are also in cahoots with the Red Brands. So it's not going to end well for them, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Like Why figuring all this shit out. Be, you think he's going to betray them? Oh, at some point he's definitely going to be betray them. <laughs> they're going to learn some lessons. Okay. But they're like, so my my son is playing uh, a female. Uh, hashtag proud half elf wizard um, and and the, the pre-gen character isn't male or female he picked female uh, so he's playing playing this wizard. My, my girls will only play females that's, that's fair male. that's fair uh, so he's like playing this good neutral neutral good character and he's taking that very personally while one of his friends is a neutral good cleric who wants to smash and murder everything uh so i crossed off good and he's just neutral now but like my son is trying to diplomacy everything meanwhile his friend like ties uh an unconscious goblin to his chest uh to use him as a shield in, in combat. Um, and, and of course I'm reading all these like other kind of newer systems. And so the goblins all have names. And so they know these goblins by name at this point, but he still straps them to his chest and use them as a shield. Um, so yeah, that seems pretty, that seems like lawful good. <laughs> that seems like something a lawful good person would do. We'll, we'll call it neutral. Yeah. 
Um, but it was fun, and and they were bo- they were all kind of hesitant getting into it. Like you could see, um, like one of the guys, um, he he has an older brother who's in high school and was kind of giving him a shit about, oh, you're gonna go play D and D, you know. And then he had a great time, and so it was it was fine. Um, so we're trying to plan the next the night the next yeah, night. Yeah, I, I think it was bo- I so think good. Boys might do better with it. Like my the problem I had was my girls. If something went bad for them, like they would have like my little ones. Uh, she'd have like forty two hit points. If she took like four hit points of damage, she's in tears, running off. I'm like, bad <laughs> stuff is gonna happen. Like, what yeah, the fuck? yeah. And and luckily, I mean, they took hit points, but they had a cleric in the party, so he could, he could help them out. But they were doing really cool stuff, like uh, that they split the party, of course, because you you have to split the party. So the wizard and the halfling went one way, and and the cleric went another way. And he went it. He walked into a room with six goblins, and instead of trying to fight them, he shot. Um, I can't remember the spell, but he shot a spell at the ceiling to try to make it collapse. And, you know, like just seeing them do that stuff, it's like, even if it's not super successful, I'm still going to reward you for thinking through this instead of just, Hey, I'm going to swing my battle axe and right. You know, like, yeah. yeah. It, like and it's problem solving. It, right. And it, it's right. been a blast. And so we're going to do, um, we're going to continue my, that. My problem with my girls comes with the dice, because if the dice don't go their way, then it's like a complete fucking meltdown. Like, it's yeah. just like, you have to have dice because otherwise there's no risk. Yeah. There has to be risk. Yeah. And my, so my wife who has never role played before, uh, we got her, Matt and I got her to play call of Cthulhu and she, the first, <laughs> The, the the first session, Matt was really good as a GM. He was like, you know, it's it's he and I and our two wives, one wife each. Let's let's clarify that. Um, he yeah, he, that didn't that didn't clarify. <laughs> We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> I don't have two wives. In case you're wondering, um, we he he did like a good. Hey, do you have any triggering things? Like he was very new agey with his GMing, and my wife said. Listen, if dogs are going to get killed, I'm going to have a problem. So no dogs are going to get killed. Like that that's fair. But we got like an hour into the adventure and she just shut down completely. Um so he kind of just ignored her character and we we kind of got her through it and recovered. And so the second time we played, she was a badass and and kicked ass and wanted to roll dice and she's like, "I want to fight stuff." So he gave us. Why why did she shut down? She was just kind of nervous about the whole experience. Yeah, she didn't. So she didn't understand the mechanics. She thought to be to charm someone, you had to charm them using words that you say instead of actual words. Right. She's like, I don't know how to be charming. So I said, no, no, you just say, I'm trying to do this thing. So Matt was like, you you walk into a shed with a thousand dead dog bodies hanging from the (laughs) hooks. He didn't. He's like, it's horror. It's horror. There's there's dead dog bodies everywhere. A a dead dog body attacks you. She just didn't get it. And and, And both of our wives didn't know what like 2D6 meant, which for us was very foreign. That should be in, that should probably be in your vows. 
<laughs> next in time. retrospect. Next in time. retrospect. Number number three, I'll take third that. time's a charm. Yeah, third time's a charm. So, but but this the second session, she was on board. She kind of got like, oh, okay, I don't need to do anything. I can just say and then roll dice and not have to really role play because she doesn't want to do that. Um, but then we but, got. Yeah, go ahead. We got into combat and and his wife and my wife were both like this takes forever like you asked for this you wanted combat yes it, it takes D and is the same thing it dude. takes it's, for it's, fucking ever to fight I something i know D is the same thing like the guys they are combat oriented and uh but i told my it, wife it, like we're fighting a frog god it we can't kill this fucking thing let's run so then we ran and then she's like, oh, it's anticlimactic. I said, no. So it wasn't anticlimactic because you we survived. Saw, no, they survived. I saw the frog god. Uh, oh, we did had you to go crazy. We had to make a sanity check. I went temporarily insane and intact, attacked my wife's character, who, uh, so Matt's wife and, and Mike, Matt's wife's character and my character were twin brothers. Um, I attacked my wife's character uh who was 1920s lesbian batman uh uh and she shot me in the fucking head point blank and i died and she was like oh i'm so sorry for that I'm like no that's fucking the best thing that's ever happened to me in a role-playing game so you attacked matt's wife's character who then shot you and killed i you. attacked my wife's character and then matt's wife's character killed you my wife's character shot me in the forehead and Matt so your, was like, your wife killed you. My in wife RPG. killed me. Yeah. You went insane in an RPG, attacked yeah. your wife, and she killed you. And she killed right. me. And Matt's like, okay, make a sanity check for this. And she passed it, no problem. So she's like, yeah, cold blooded killer. I'm going to fuck this guy. So she was like, it had to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Which was fair. And I got the biggest kick out of that. And she was kind of like, oh, that was weird. I'm like, no, that's exactly what this game is supposed to be. So she's kind of like by degrees coming into it. So I might try to figure out something that she'll like she, because she likes video games. She likes fantasy well, theme. Well, Call of Cthulhu is kind of like a deep, the deep end of the pool, I think for that type of role-playing game. It is, but it's something that Matt's wife will play. And it's something my wife will play where my wife, like Aaron would play, D and D for sure. Like she loves. She played Baldur's Gate. Like she's she's legit fantasy. Yes, yes. So why did you bring her on on Call of Cthulhu? Because that's way deeper, I think. <clears throat> because Matt's wife won't play D and D. She like oh. fantasy and sci fi are no goes for her. So we're trying to find like a middle ground. She's like, um, I want a game where I can murder my husband. <laughs> right, right. Which unfortunately, her husband isn't playing. So maybe I need to GM the next the next. That's session. right. We need to switch yeah. it. Up. <laughs> so we're trying to find something like um, um, Monster of the Week or something that they can play. That's that's a little more mechanical, maybe. That that, that there's like a little bit more more guidance. Um, but I, a little I, bit I, I just love that old 1920s kind of vibe, like you're driving yeah, into a town yeah. and you're kind of meeting people. You go to the library, you're trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> we Take went to sheriff. a library, the we went to a diner. The sheriff weird. The sheriff's got one eye that's quite not aligned with the other eye. It's weird. You're like, hmm, what's up with that guy? Yeah. For us, it was a hotel keeper. 
but yeah, we went to a diner, had some had some cherry pie and coffee. Everyone kind of looked the legit. same. They all looked like the, the same <laughs> hair color. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of white people. A lot of white males. So uh, if uh, if your wife likes dogs, she's going to like this next story because I have a story mm. about my dog. I have a dog. So let's review no games this, this episode. No, we're, we're, I have games too, but I'm going to talk about my dog real quick. So my I, dog is a husky shepherd mix, and we adopted her as a pup. We got her from a rescue. She was a problem initially now she's become like a really good dog she's about three years old and she's become like a real sweetheart uh she just wants to be loved so she's always like putting her face on your leg (laughs) the problem becomes if you are a squirrel in our backyard Ah, yeah so when she was young and she was a little pup we got her a squirrel that we called mr squirrel and it was like a stuffed animal and she would lick it lick it lick it and sleep with it and so the problem is the squirrel looks like actual squirrels. So when she sees a squirrel in the backyard, this dog is a murdering squirrel murdering machine. Like she will catch a squirrel and murder it. And what she does is she catches the squirrel and grabs the squirrel in her mouth, grabs the squirrel tail, and then throws the squirrel all the way across the yard. The way nice. you would do like a shot put. Of course. When the squirrel lands, she sprints over there and then rolls all over it the way a dog does after it gets a bath, like it wants to roll. This dog weighs about 80 pounds. Then she grabs the squirrel again and throws it all the way across the yard and then sprints across the yard and rolls all over the squirrel. So my wife will see this and occasionally she'll go out and the squirrel is just laying there like, kill me, please. Like the squirrel's like, I'm done. So she came in the other day and the, the, so the, the dog has killed at least three squirrels this way that we've seen, like full adult squirrels. <laughs> um, so the, we had a my wife comes in and the dog, there's a squirrel laying on its back with its legs curled up like in the dead position. And the dog is laying just on her belly with her, her, her face on her paws, just watching the squirrel like Waiting for it to move again. The squirrel's dead. The squirrel's not moving anymore. The toy is done. Like it's not. And so we have to then go out and I have to throw this squirrel out into our canyon where various <laughs> wild animals will eat it. But but it's just incredible. I've never seen an animal that a dog will kill like this. Like I love that she you is. live on a canyon. Oh yeah, my backyard. That's is classy canyon. as fuck. It's a complete canyon. Yeah. We have quail. Quail will run through our backyard from the canyon. But uh but yeah, so my dog is like a like and the girls, my daughters are like, Yeah, you're a murderer if they're talking to my dog. Oh, Jesus she loves Christ. It. But she actually thinks that sometimes you'll find a dead squirrel in her yard and the tail's been ripped off because she throws it and when she can't throw it anymore, she's like, Oh boring. Like she just you'll just find some random dead squirrel. So but it's it's dogs. It's dogs. Dogs. I, I need a break. Yeah. Hey, Carl. Right how are you doing, back. buddy? Are you there, Carl? I am here. Carl, can you hear me? I am here. Are you doing okay? I, I, I'm i hanging in there. You're hanging in there? All right. Yep. Are you up for talking about some games or what? Yep. All right. Have you played Starfire at all? You played any sci-fi games? Well, yeah. I played against you. Oh, did we play Starfire? Yeah. When? When I was with you. 
when you were oh oh that's right you played at my house that's right yeah we did yeah, play yeah. when you came over so have you done any starfire stuff since then or no no not since then all right yeah i remember you did come over so carl did come over and we did play starfire at the house that's when i was first getting into my big starfire thing where i was really excited about it and then you started trying to ram all my ship <laughs> Psychological warfare, baby. Yes. So uh, Pete and I have been playing Starfire. We played online, and uh, we did like a CV fight where we had carriers. Mm -hmm. So it developed in this really cool thing where like uh, basically each side has a CV, like a a large carrier on each side, and they have escorts. And uh, Pete tried to like bring his CV into to like support his escorts, Mm -hmm. and then uh, we had a huge fight in the middle of the map. But then at some point, your fighters have to reload. So my fighters started running back to my CV, which is way off map. And uh, like Pete's CVs all managed to land. But he was right in the middle of battle area. And I had like a bunch of laser bombers that came in and just blew the shit out of his uh, hangar base while mm. he was there. So mm. it was good. We, so now basically the way the battle is going is my CV is running away from the battle and his escorts are pursuing me, but the fighters are trying to reload. So it's kind of like the uh, when you hear about like the, the uh, battles in the around the Philippines, like the tin can, that whole tin can thing where the 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 little escort carriers were trying to flee while the Japanese uh, surf ships were chasing them. Yeah, if you've heard that, where they're trying to they're trying to re- reload their fighters and send them back that's kind of the same situation that's going on right now yeah. so it's kind of it's kind of cool that starfire can like recreate those same world war ii like like naval battle situations so we're about halfway through that i think my uh my rigelian carrier has just recovered all the strike fighters and uh it's ready to in about three turns it's going to be able to relaunch them we'll see what happens when that happens cool so and then Twilight Imperium, we have a guild game going on. Yes, we do. Um, Speaking of Ben. Yeah, Ben's running it, and it, it's got to be annoying. God bless. It's, I know, it's got to be God annoying bless. for him. Because we're always complaining. Or if he, God forbid, Ben gets something wrong, we all jump all over him. Um, <laughs> by, by we, you mean you. No, I don't. I don't do. It. I just want it to be the right way. Or my thing is more like, hey, if I did it right, don't tell me I did it wrong. You know, so. that's that's fair. Come on, Ben. So I'm the Jolnar. So we're like the technology guys in Twilight Imperium. Twilight Imperium Three is a great game. Wonderful it's a, game. it's a lot of fun. It's a little too long, but it's a great game. But online, like, who cares, right? It's like it just keeps going and going. Yeah. And yeah. Going. After yeah. turn three, I lose track. Are either you guys playing in that one? No. Yeah, I'm. I'm not in it. Yeah, so I'm next to Duck. Duck's the necrovirus, so I'm like, oh fuck! Like yeah. the second he put me next to him, I'm like, oh. that's we'll, not we'll good. See. We'll see what happens. So on, on my table, I've got uh, Axis Empires. I'm still running the end of my Dice Sensu <laughs> game. Couldn't get enough. Late 1944, I didn't tear it down. I'm going to see how that finishes out. Uh, I've got Battle on the Ice from Hollenspiel. Uh, I've got this terrible sound. I'm they, setting up the Hollenspiel sh- should send us some games, right? Yeah, maybe. Well, who knows? <laughs> they might not after I review this game. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. 
Uh, I've got this terrible sound, Line of Battle, that I'm setting up for. It's, uh, I'm doing the Rocket Chickamauga scenario from Line of Battle. So I'm setting up Thomas's defense. And, dude, there's fucking tons of Confederate units hammering Thomas's perimeter. So nice. that should be good. And and when we go to Swolcon in Kirkwood, Missouri, in May. <laughs> Don- Donkey Con. Swolcon? Swolcon? Donkey Con. 2018. Uh, when is when is it? May. It's it's May. I want to say the first week of May. Every time I ask Mitch, he's like, "How many times do I have to tell you it when it is?" Mitch, send me a text. It's like yeah, two like, through, it's like it's May like, two through five. Yeah, first week in May, right? Yeah, it's the first week of May in St. Louis, Kirkwood, Missouri. Yes, basically, yes. Okay, let me let me take a look. You don't want to actually have a game convention in St. Louis. But is it's St. Louis adjacent? <laughs> like Game On, right? It, Issaquah. It's the Issaquah right. of St. Louis. Come on, it's a subgroup. So, uh, and then I got Dragon Pass that I'm playing. I Dragon Pass oh, set up also. Yes. That's it. And then I've got Medieval Kickstarted and pre-ordered. I'm Indeed. waiting for a pre-order. I'm waiting for GCACW Atlanta Mega Pack, including roads to get his book and all that Atlanta. stuff. I dig it. And then ASL Red Barricades from MMP. So a lot of MMP stuff pre-ordered. Yep. But also a lot of GMT stuff. But like basically, I mean, here I have Here I Stand. I was basically praying the whole time I was at the convention. Please do not let Here I Stand show up at my house while I'm at the convention. Like that was not going to be good. But Does your wife give you shit for games? Uh, she does a little bit. But not – I'm just – I just – it's not, uh, it, I'm, I'm, I'm basically a bra- she's the wave and I'm the breaker. It just flows right okay. over me. I don't care. I think because your your wife hasn't worked pretty much the whole time you guys have been together, right? Yeah, my wife's a flight attendant, and she basically stopped working after we had kids. <clears throat> so mine mine stopped working when she had the youngest, and I I, I think staying home. And listen, I'm a piece of shit, and I'll say, like, listen, you're home all fucking day, like today. So I worked from home, which, which, fair enough. That's that's nice, right? I get so to work Jason, from home. Is this, to, is this is this a new situation for you? I'm just curious. Like, no, it's you're... not a new situation, but but I'm just kind of. So I get to work from home two to three days a week. My boss really doesn't give a fuck what I do. So I work from home when I want to work from home. So like the Monday after the convention, I work from home because I was detoxing or but, but you work. But you're doing work. But I work. I sit at my computer and I work. <laughs> so my wife today said, Oh, I'm not gonna get a nap today. Like, fuck you. Like this I again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit when I Which, wake up when I wake up at four in the morning and I look at my wife and she's still sleeping, I'm thinking she doesn't have to get up right. until six yeah. fifteen. I'm yeah. like, God yeah. fucking But there yeah. are times too. I'll, I'll be no, honest. I, I get I, it. I, I, I wouldn't trade places for the I, world. I mean, I'm home at four thirty if I get out early, whatever. So I'm, let's not get into what my hours are, but whatever. <laughs> so I'm, home, I'm home in the afternoon and I have a beer and I'm drinking. 
or maybe it's a Friday when I'm off and uh, she's still got to drive out to the right. theater camp and pick right. up the kid. And I'm just, I'm living, I'm drunk as a lord, <laughs> like drinking beers, watching Rick and Morty on the fucking thing. And she's just, and then living she's got to best make, life. And then she's got to make dinner. I mean, like, uh, do I fucking do that? No. Nope. All right. But, but I do, right? I'll, I'll get home and I'll cook dinner while she goes and runs around the fucking kids and the, Piece of shit, kids. Whatever. Uh, I, did, I do. I do bake bread. That count for anything? I don't, you, I don't know. Bake, you, you, you bake. You bake a fucking bread. Who's keeping score? Somebody should be keeping score. There's no scorekeeping. But like today, sh- I'm not going to get a nap. I was like, I, uh, I forgive me for not being sympathetic. Yes, I'm home, and we we had to have a conversation because she'd like come talk to me. I thought she was a teacher. She was until. Cameron oh, was born. Okay. And that's why so she gets it. Like she appreciates being home and I can spend the money I want to spend and she doesn't really give me shit. Like she also gets to spend the money she wants to spend and then says, "Hey, you can spend this money because I spent it." Because she handles most of that because I don't want to fuck with it. But so, now you guys but now you guys have one income. But it's a but it's has that changed or has your income, it's, your income let, increased let, as let me, time has gone on? Let me just say it's an, it's an okay income. Like it's not it's not sweet, it's not claystone, but it's it's okay. Like we we do okay. Um, but but part of it is because she stayed home. I went to my boss and said, "Hey, my wife wants to stay home. If she's going to do that, you need to pay me more." And they and they did, which right, well, that's fair cool. Enough. So, so she gets it, like she appreciates it, but she also, so, uh, yesterday she came to me and said, oh, I, I bought this shampoo and conditioner and it was $70. So you can spend $70. And I was like, okay, let, let me take care of that real quick. There's <laughs> <laughs> this medieval Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we're buying that. Because she likes Ralph, so I got to uh, oh, nice. part. That that's from the us money. Uh, the my money was Campari and a couple role playing games. Um, but so I don't I don't have to deal with that. But it is like we had to have a conversation like three months ago of, hey, I need you to do this. Like I'm on a fucking meeting right now. I can't handle this. I can do it at four, but I can't do it right now. Um, so, yeah. Well, I've had, I've had, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, everything's great. Things are good. She gets had, it, I, well, but I've it's also come, I, like, Hey, I, let's, I'm, let's, let's handle this. You, you're nicer than I am. So I've had conversations <laughs> about expectations. Stay at the podcast. You're nicer. No, I'm, no, I'm, sh- I'm shittier. <laughs> no. You're nicer. First of all, my, my wife is a sweetie pie and she's the best. I love her. Yep. But I, I have had uh, expectations conversations like yes. uh, makeup, appearance, how, what, my, what my expectations are because I'm such a catch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So we, we've had, no, but we've had those discussions. For, <laughs> yeah, this this is what I look like. You, yeah, there were tears. There have been tears <laughs> based on my assessment of who's not meeting expectations. And, but that's it. I mean, that's what I've always said. You have to meet someone who is uh, 
a good match for you based on their expectations and their social history and anyone let the let the bar very low for you then yep. it's fine i think you can take advantage of that yep that's fair but my, my wife is very bar. happy and she would not want to be with anybody else so but she knows like i'll i'll let her kind of flutter out there a little bit and i'll be like <laughs> Okay, that's your letter. <laughs> You're about to fucking really piss me off, so we need to lock it down. So, was she? If, and I can cut this out if this is uh, out of the realm of the podcast. But was she married before? Oh, my wife has never been married before. All right. So that's that's what's unusual, right? To find mm-hmm. a woman who yeah. had like. 34 who is not complete batshit crazy who's not been married no kids uh, does not have any kids that was very unusual and 34 i would say she might have been 33 when we met and by the way i'm, I'm not god bless do this to carl but if you ever get a chance uh talk to carl about how he met his wife because it's fucking a great story <laughs> we're not gonna put him on a podcast i mean if you want you can tell it we're gonna put we're gonna put sam on the spot too and make him tell us how you met his wife no my wife is a my wife's a really good girl she's always been i mean we have the same values so we've always been very much together so uh but yeah so but I'm. I think I'm. I'm usually pretty reasonable. But there's moments where I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, that's it. Shut that shit down. So, <laughs> I think I'm probably on the other side of the reasonable line. Then you're probably more gentle. Uh, I'm. I'm. Yeah, maybe. Your wife's a cutie pie, though. She, she's very good. much. Uh, she yeah. got that little bob. Oh yeah, good stuff. I'm. Hey, I'm on board, and I, I'm maybe more gentle but also more black and white let's let's say that yeah i don't even know what we're talking about anymore so should we just... review games <laughs> let's review some games. shit dude carl All right. carl's up carl do you do you want to review a game or you want to pass uh okay let's be honest carl if you feel like you can't review a game feel free to pass review All a right. game carl right. no pressure but review a game but no pressure okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give my best shot. Fuck those guys. What's yeah. the game? What's Fuck. the game, Carl? Okay, the game is. And, and by the way, first off, Carl's met my wife. Carl, what do you think of my wife? She's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's great. My wife is the kind of one who'd be mad at me, and then take a phone call and be like super friendly to somebody. Yeah, like my wife will be giving me a rash of shit. And then, oh hey, yeah, like, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. dude. Hey, yeah. let me tell you something. I get that. That, that. That's exactly what I would get from my wife. Oh, for way. sure. 100%. <laughs> yeah, but my wife, my wife is a real sweetheart. She's she's great. She's very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was she was awesome. We all love our wives. And I'm sure certain certain people in the war game community would listen to this and be like, who could ever love Dave? He's so okay. horrible. Jason, Jason I'm looking at yeah. I'm looking at you, Bruce Garrick. Yeah. Bruce Garrick's looking at me and saying, "There's no woman that could love this man, but there is a woman." But her there's also Monica. There's <laughs> also a man who will love that man, and, and I, his I, name I, is Jason. I, <laughs> and I am that man yeah, on a purely platonic level. Yes, that, that's true. Sure, platonic, whatever. <laughs> you want to label it? You can label it. That's nope. fine. Yep. Absolutely platonic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Carl, uh, can you do it? 
I'm going to try. I need you to gather all your reserves, breathe deeply inside. <sighs> Big breath. And let's do the review. All right. What's again? All right. It's it's called Blitz: A World in Conflict. Oh, fuck oh this. No, yeah. Forget I it. No, about let's, this. let's not even. No, let's not even. No, do it then. let's fuck do it. it. No, 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 that's terrible. No, Dave. No, I, I regret <laughs> even. <laughs> I'm just, I'm let's, let's, right, let's go. Set. I, I want to hear it. Blitz: A World of Conflict. Hear it, hear it, or not hear it. Is this an actual game? Or just no, something yeah, you're seriously. Saying? No, actually. no. It sounds like something Carl's just saying out loud. No, dude. Blitz, 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 blitz. So we can all say blitz. Is this an actual game? No. So seriously, actual game. So the deal is, the the game is basically, if if you want something in between Axis and Allies and. World of Flames. It's it's in between that game. So something. Does, does you this can, game use counters, or is this game using it's, like it, yeah, it's, little it's plastic a, pieces, wooden no, blocks? No, no, it's 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 cardboard counter. If you is so it's it's something you could do in a weekend. Um, the, the whole the whole design goal is something you could finish in a weekend. So, um, I would say the the big features of the game are so World of Flames. If you are a fan of World of Flames, but you need something you want to do in a weekend, this is something you are interested in. Um, it has so some of the redeeming factors of of the World of Flames system it, that it carries on is unique characteristics. So each counter has like a unique thing about it. So it has a narrative that it takes on. Um, that that like you're fighting with the northwest front, or you're fighting with Central Army Group, South Army Group, so so forth. You create a narrative with it. Um, it has. All right. So what? What? Okay. So I'm. Let me interview you. Yeah. Go. Go. Because you're floating out there. Uh, <laughs> what's the scale? Like, what are the? What's the unit scale? It is grand. So it's grand strategic. Uh, it's these like, are core yeah, armies. It's like so. It's well. So here's the thing. It's anywhere between. Okay. The way they get the way this the thing is set up. It's anywhere between a a core and an army group, and it has steps. So basically, the game, the game units, the units in the game are are are, are steps, and, and like the first step, one step, the first step is like an army, like like a core, and anywhere from a core to a army group, so one to four steps, and if if you uh, um. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm really fucked up, so I'm sorry. You're doing you're doing fine. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> so basically, this is like a strategic World War II game. It's yep. grand, so it's grand strategic. Right. Um. So one step. One so, step. So total counter mix. How much? How many counters are we talking? So one. Per side? Uh, uh, it's probably counter counters per side. It's probably. Is it Europe only, or is it Europe? No, no, no. It's, it's 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 global. So it's 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 got it's it's basically it's it's global and it's a global game. Um, it is it's not hex based. It's like area based. 
So before we lose you, Carl, um, <laughs> one through ten, what would you say this game is for fun? Uh, I I would have say you, have you played this game? Yes. Uh, so I have I have helped develop the game. I've helped um, make the map on the game. Now, have you played this, this game face to face? No, no, no. I have not. I, I have. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played it face to face on Vassal. Yes, I played 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 a Vassal. All right, so uh, one to ten for fun. Um, I like it. I like it. I think it's. I think it's a lot of fun. I I think that um, a lot of the game is based around the the, um, the victory point system. All right. So. Um, Sorry, so if if this game were a Dave, <laughs> if this game were a Dave or a Jason, is it more of a, a Dave or a Jason? God, I don't know which way we're going to go on this. So, so no, no, no. That's that's a real question. Like, <laughs> so, probably, I would say it's so it's a little bit of both because it's a little bit of it's 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 historical, but it's also easy to play. Okay. Um, I would say a lot of the game is built around the victory point system. Okay, so um, how close, how closely related is the World in Flames? Okay, so the game is based upon World in Flames. Um, the units are the units are built around the World in Flames system, and. And as far as like combat factors and so forth, it's it's World and Flames. Now, is the gameplay similar to how World and Flames plays? Um, so one of the unique aspects of the game is uh, the units are so you have a a, a so you have a a um, attack and movement factor on a lot of the units, and a conversion has been calculated in, into. <laughs> no, no. I've, I've played World and Flames, right? Where units will fight, and then sometimes if if a combat doesn't go well, they'll flip, right? Right. They have like a flip side. The, right. the land. I think actually the land combat system for World and Flames is pretty good. Yep. My problem was always when they get to the naval side, uh, it starts to break down with combined actions and stuff like that. Like I, I was a big whiff guy back when I was a kid. Um, never played it, but I just it just seemed like it didn't work as well when it got to the naval side. Okay, so I would say since this is grand strategic level, um, probably works a little bit better. Uh, it basically so you have you have um, the units are set up such that you have a a a combat factor and a movement factor, and it, then the units are are rated upon. Whether they have a good defensive or whether they give the other side a um, benefit, right? Yep. Um, and so if they're 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 if they're good defensive, then they give you a sort the sort of a minus triangle, and if they're if they give the other side a benefit, it's a plus triangle. And when you say triangle, what do you mean? Well, so that that's what the units that's what the that's what on uh, that that is a um, a modifier on the unit combat. Okay. 
Got it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, so. Do you think, think this game system handles uh, the Pacific War as well as it handles the the European War? Well, okay. So, so I would say the the big thing about the about the combat uh, or about the this, about this the, could also be a short answer question. <laughs> well, so the good no thing about pressure. The, well, yeah, okay. So the the great thing about the game system is is about is the victory point. This way it handles victory points because the it 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 um it handles each each nation separately, and so each nation is ha, has um separate separate uh, um. um Victory like victory conditions that it needs to go for, uh, and now how is that different from like just games where they have uh, uh, objectives that they have to get? Well, <laughs> so um, so I'd say that that each that that. Um, <laughs> uh, dude, hey. I, I'm sorry. I'm no, really, right, I'm trying. I'm, okay. I'm doing the hey, best Carl, I can. I'm Carl, really, really, Carl. really, really fucked up at this point. All right, Carl. With <laughs> with Blitz, one to ten. Have you enjoyed playing it? Yeah, I, I love it. All right. So, so what's what's what is it? One to ten for fun. I I think it's a great game. I would play it any time. That's a great endorsement. One to ten. What do you think for fun? So it's a ten for fun. All right, so now what about for uh, for beers? Well, I'm sitting here talking about it once. Really, really, really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so, so we'll just, give it a six. So just so I get it straight, because it's not clear to me, without you going into a big explanation about it, this is like, this is like a kind of uh, a modified version of World of Flames. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, so uh, Dave yeah, Lynn. Uh, Carl, you already kind of, I feel like, is is this like <laughs> version of Roman Flames like a like a kind of a like a less complicated version? Yes, it is a less complicated version. version there you have of it. Flames. There, you, there you have it, folks. Jason, very much. That you did. That was fun. I wrote. Um, I'm just gonna say this. All the all the folks out there. I wrote a bunch of fucking notes, and it didn't matter. No, right? it, it was. It was. <laughs> I could hear that you were trying to get through your notes. And, and we can hit that on the guild, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. It, it's it's way different to try to come in and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna do this," and then when you're actually in it, you're like, "Don't, oh, dude, don't write things down." That's right. Yeah. So, Jason, Jason, do you have a game you want to review? Or? I would really rather not. Let me let okay. me just say because I have a game I want to review, but so, I have to go to the bathroom first. So, so Dave, you you do that. I'm going to talk about a role playing game real quick. Uh, a role playing game. I'm I'm literally leaving right now. I'm walking okay. out of the room. Go pee. So somehow Rex and Matt Allen uh, got me and, and, and the stuff that Ty and Duck are doing got me on this role-playing game kick um, that honestly kind of took me out of left field. Um, but Dungeon World, um, if you've played any D&D kind of game 
read the Dungeon World rules. If if you need a copy of the rules, I can lend them to you. It's it's such a cool take on that kind of thing. Um, I just finished the rule book today, but it, it's it's like a a D and D, but more narrative based than just hey, I do this thing. Let me roll some dice. It kind of makes you tell the story of why you're rolling dice. Um, so I'm going to run a game with some guildies called the sprawl, which is kind of based on um, another, it's based on a system that dungeon world's based on. But if you're a D and D type person um, read dungeon world, it's, it's a ton of fun. Um, and like Braxton, if you're not into role playing, there's, there's a ton of stuff out there to take a look at. Uh, obviously no pressure. Pete, uh, Gamma World, Duck, Gerps, uh, Ogre, we, we need these things to happen. Um, but, but Dungeon World is a, is a good read for sure. And Duck is memeing, I wish I knew how to quit you from Brokeback Mountain. And it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> more more of that. More, more of that. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at notes, man. Hey. Um I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> What's nice is I get I get the pass. Like I could say, hey, I'll talk about this next time. I have notes. I have notes, but I'm not gonna talk about this thing right now. <laughs> I tried to have notes and my notes failed. My notes failed me, damn it. That was my uh, distant plane review. <laughs> That's fun. Oh my god, I'm back! Thank God. <laughs> you missed some some hot dungeon world talk. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. I think I think Dave, you would like dungeon world actually. It's dungeon world. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? I don't even know that. What it's that a, is. It's, it's a role playing game rule set. It's kind of based on D and D. Um, but it's a little bit more modern. It's 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 more narrative based than dice really, but but lots of fun. Well, apparently I'm the worst DM because I murdered my entire party. You, you so. TPK. No, bad. that's that's fun. It's it's not a badge of honor. <laughs> that's fun. Duck still insists that I I denied him something that might have saved the party. <laughs> I don't think that's true. So what Dave? What Dave are you reviewing? Game? Oh, uh, Dave, reviewing game <laughs> is uh, Dragon Pass. Oh, nice! That's so I'm uh, fucking bringing it, dude. Speaking of role playing, yeah, Glorantha. Oh no, yeah, we're bringing in some serious old school uh, board. So it, it's tough when we're reviewing a game because it's like I'm going to do Dragon Pass, but it's like not available, right? Like you can't get this game basically from anyone. So Avalon Hill did a version and Chaosium did a version. They're basically the same thing. Uh, the games are almost identical. Like I got lucky. Uh, I guess I got lucky. I bought mine from an estate sale on eBay. Sorry, buddy. Oh, nice. The guy who, uh, who <laughs> Hash, died, hashtag the, rip. the guy who died and gave it to me, uh, did a good job of organizing all the counters. So I was a little concerned. Normally this game's gonna run you about 150 bucks. I got mine for I think 69 
because the pictures weren't good. So like, I think people were hesitant about the, uh, the quality of the game. You don't know, but I was like, fuck it. Like for half price, I'm going to like, just risk it. And the game was in great shape. So I was, I'm being very happy with it. So Ralph and I've been playing it. Um, of course. I'm gonna. I have a, a beer here. I'm gonna pour it real quick for a second, and then oh. I'm gonna continue to talk. Pour it on Mike. I want to hear that pour on Mike. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Oh, oh, can oh yeah. This? Oh yeah. If we can hear it. So good. So, uh, so I gotta say, I think the Maximus has really been doing good for me for like a precursor, and then finishing off with the Especial, which is kind of like just mm. mellow. It's a Especial. They're much lighter. All right. So uh, Dragon Pass is basically a game, a war game in Glorantha. Um, the designer uh, admits that he took LSD when designing the entire system. Basically, all the RuneQuest stuff. Yeah, he basically admits that he dropped acid while developing RuneQuest. So uh, there's all sorts of crazy characters that involved in the game. Um, the map is kind of... Uh, is one of them a... 16 year old astronaut because i was that i was literally that guy yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> no? okay i don't know i don't know um so Too much so, ba- so basically the 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 map is hand drawn it's really nice um the colors are a little jarring but that's going to happen with older games i mean this is like they didn't have all the great colors that we could use now so on the map the colors look a little bit unusual <laughs> All the great colors. One, one of the unusual, the cool things about it, though, is a lot of the counters have individual silhouettes. So if a guy's a cavalryman, he has like a kind of a spear in his hand. And the, the, when you go through all the counters, there's probably like 140 different silhouettes that are on counters. On the, so they don't use tactical symbols. It's just basically like a, a silhouette of what that type of unit is. So if it's like a nomad but on horseback with a spear, that's what it's going to look like. Or if it's a duck who can swim across rivers, it's going to be a du- little duck guy. So um, as far as it's, it's a pretty traditional war game, Dragon Pass. And the whole idea of it is the Lunar Empire is trying to invade Sartar which is like kind of like a tribal type kingdom. So uh, it's all about the Lunar Empire just trying to take over this one kingdom, and they've got fortresses and cities and their mountains and hills. So it's it's Hex Encounter for the most part. Um, units have different movement rates. Uh, one of the interesting things is when you actually go to attack, so you might have a big stack of guys, and the, the defender has a big stack of guys, and you have to choose – the three top guys in your stack are the ones that are going to attack. So you'll add up their combat strength, and that's how much damage they're going to do. So then you'll roll a die, single D6, based on the die. You either do 1, 6, 2, 6, 3, 6, 4, 6, 5, 6, or all of it as damage. And then the uh, your opponent will then say, so if I have 10, say I have 10 damage, and I roll a 6, I'm going to do like, uh, if I have 10 combat strength on roll 6, I'm going to do 10 damage. So then the opponent will say, okay, so that's max damage. So now I have to figure out how much damage. So then he goes through his stack from top to bottom and knocks off units as they take hits based on their combat strength. So if I do 10 damage to a unit and there is a, a unit, the first unit has four, he's going to be eliminated. And then the next unit down, there's six left because I did 10 originally, I already took four off, so now there's six left. Well, does that guy have less than six? So then he get taken off, so that's how that's how combat works. 
Is that clear, Jason? Yes, my my mouse just died, but yes, it, it is. You know, so basically, you do you have a total combat strength for the three guys attacking. You add them up. You roll a die based on the d6. It's a percentage of that that number, and then their combat strength resists you. So that that shows. Now the 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 switch do it for terrain. You might say, oh well, what if I'm in the hills? And like Jason, Jason, you might say be saying right now, like, well, what if I'm in a mountain? Is that what you're saying, Jason? Like you're like, well, maybe I'm defending a mountain. I'm Glorantha in mountains. Yeah, but like I'm a I'm a duck, but I'm in a mountain. So the way the rules work in terrain, uh, that unit might have done ten damage to your stack, but if you're in, in terrain, it might double, it might multiply your casualty absorption by one point five, or maybe double it to by two. So if you're in a mountain and you're a five uh combat strength then you would absorb 10 damage so the first guy would take all the damage nobody else would take any hits because the first guy's a badass so right so then those guys attack and now the top three defenders attack back the difference is the guys who are attacking don't get any terrain benefits so from the attacking stack those top three guys were attacking. They don't get those benefits from terrain. So the defenders, surviving defenders roll, and they're going to roll their top three and then get the same percentage and then see what happens. So it goes back and forth like that. So it's 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 it's, it's an unusual system, I think, for this modern age of wargaming, but it is fucking from the 70s. So what do you expect? But that's combat. But it's good, right? I mean, every everyone on the guild who's playing it is enjoying it. Well, the fun thing about it, so that's just basic combat, right? So they've got scenarios. Like the first one is basically like, hey, guys are fighting, so we're going to fight. And guys, some guys shoot and some guys fight in combat. Then you have wizards. Wizards have like spirits they can send out and they can they have a range. So they can send a spirit out to just attack you, like even if you're not next to them. Some wizards have uh, physical agents, and one of them is the Crater Makers. They're from lo the Lunar Empire. They can literally drop meteors down on the guys. So there's a whole magic part of it. Um, one of the other cool things about the game is there's minor allies and major allies. So if you have a minor ally, you have to send off like a, a guy to go talk to them and try to see if they'll be on your side. So basically the game is you have a lunar player versus Sartar player, but maybe the Sartar player wants to get an ally. Like, hey, I want to get the, the black horse troop or whatever on my side. So you send someone off to uh, like like Delecti the zombie master. That's a great example. You're going to send an emissary. You have to that's send a, a unit. That's a great you, example. Yeah, you have to send a unit off to go talk to Delecti. Um, generally, the emissaries roll on a table. And sometimes the minor ally will kill them. Sometimes the minor ally will join you. Delecti always kills you. And then he occupies the body of the guy that you sent, and then he joins your side. Except he builds a chain of zombies that will always be numbered 1 through 18 or whatever, and they will slowly start moving to the territories of your enemies. Just one minor ally. There's also Crag Spider, the Fire Witch, and she has trolls. There's dragons. There's dinosaurs. Um, 
major allies, you have to get like uh, diplomacy points with them. So you try to like like score diplomacy points with major allies to get them on your side. There's nations, the, the other colors that are on the map. Those guys are actually nations, and sometimes it can uh, uh, affect the game because if guys, if the Lunar Empire or somebody tries to cut through another nation, that might actually give you diplomacy points because they don't like the fact that they're cutting through. But if you ever get them, you say, "Hey, I'm going to try to get these guys." And you get them, then you get all their troops with you. So there's heroes, there's superheroes. Uh, some of the superheroes are named the White Bear. Oh, you'll love this guy, Andragius. Ooh. He's a he she guy. Of you course. That. Uh, there is, uh, and then for the Lunars, there's Jar Eel the Razorus. So she's a female who's just a complete fucking murderer in combat. So superheroes are kind of cool because they have buddies. Each superhero has a best friend. They're their best buddy, kind of like Achilles. <laughs> so if anyone ever kills the best friend of a superhero, they go berserk. And then you put a scapegoat counter on the unit that like tried to they killed their best friend. And then that berserk superhero will pursue that scapegoat all across the battlefield. <laughs> That's all the only person they'll move towards. Just try to destroy that person. So like, but you can get in a situation like Delecti the Zombie Master, right? He automatically kills someone. So if you're going to send the best friend of a superhero off to Delecti the Zombie Master and then he kills him, then that superhero will never fight for you again because they're mad mad at you because you sacrificed their best friend. So it's it's kind of a game about best friends and friendship. <laughs> those, are, those are my kind of games. <laughs> yeah, and superheroes can do interesting things like they never – they, they, they're much better at escaping. Like if you kill a superhero, there's a chance they're going to escape. Like a hero can escape. A superhero can really escape. But say you're in really good defensive terrain and you don't have a superhero in your defending hex. If a superhero comes up to attack you with the units that they're with, they can actually ignore the terrain you're in. So it's almost like the superhero figuring out a way to sneak around behind and find a secret trail to get to where you were, where you didn't get the benefit of your defensive terrain. Nice. Yeah. So, and there was, so, so it's a war game, right? It, it's absolutely yeah. a war game. Yeah. There's, there's, lunar, there's lunar forces that the lunar player can use that fight based – their combat strength is based on the phases of the moon. So when the moon is at full – full moon they're awesome and then when it starts waning and then it disappears then they suck there's a uh, dragon tooth runners where like a, one of the sartar princes can throw down dragon teeth and create troops they just sprout up right next to them there's a crimson bat that flies out for the lunars and kills units but if it doesn't feed during the low lunar phases it'll start trying to eat other lunar units there's a, a character called Hungry Jack. You get a dragon. You send a dragon out. He flies off map. Two turns later, he flies back on with Hungry, hungry Jack on his back. And hungry Jack. Uh, hungry Jack is a gay name. great name. Dude, let me, let, me, let me read you the Hungry Jack stuff. Basically, the best thing about the game is for me to just read you some of the bullshit. But let's see. Where we got this? Where's fucking Hungry Jack here? So basically, Hungry Jack will draw units towards him. Like they, they're like magnetically drawn towards him. And then if they get adjacent to him, I think he will murder them. He's a giant pumpkin on the back of a dragon. 
Oh, here we go. Of course. Here we go. Hungry Jack. Um, so, let's see. If a unit becomes adjacent to Hungry Jack during movement, roll a die. On a one to three, the unit's eliminated. On a four to six, the unit may move away immediately if it has movement factors left. Dragons, superheroes, and all units stacked with them are immune to the Jack summons. However, a superhero moved adjacent to Hungry Jack must still roll for elimination that the superhero can attempt a heroic escape if eliminated. So, yeah, it's just there's all these crazy fucking units, dude. That's cool. So, uh, the so what do you give it? I will give it a uh, well, one through ten. I'm going to give it a. I'll give it an eight. Nice. Uh, beers. Uh, it's kind of like wonky. <laughs> you know, wonky like, seems wonky seems fair. Yeah, so I would say beers, maybe four beers. I really wow. want to find. I really want to find this Andragius thing. <laughs> yeah, so basically, there's like there are so many uh, different characters in the game that it's like hard to figure out. Like they have a bunch of scenarios, but the scenarios basically gradually develop. And bring guys into the game. So, like, the first one is just combat, and then they have a lot of uh, different uh, phases. And what the fuck is the Androgyus thing? Bear with me for a sec while I check this. I'm still here. You guys are just bearing with me. <laughs> I'm bearing. Should I vamp? Bearing. All right. So, Jason, I'm going to read this Androgyus thing to you. All okay. Right. Androgeus was a complex and intriguing figure. In lectures, Androgeus claimed that the masculine sky was his mother and the feminine earth was her father. Everyone else claimed that Androgeus was m such a liar that she would lie to himself. Her physique upholds his bizarre claim, for she is sometimes a man and sometimes a woman, but never quite a content with either. As a result of his history, the whole world distrusts her, and Androgeus in turn trusts almost no one and easily causes trouble wherever he goes. The Earthshaker's cult claims Androgeus was born in the sky during the Great Night when the world was turned upside down. Androgeus, they say, was a star captain who came to Glorantha to drive out the wild night demons. The sky, wor sky worshippers say that she was made uh, by the braggart dwarves and cast upon the earth where they threw their garbage at a passing angel. The moon worshippers claim he is the wife and son of the belling hell and that she cut his way up through the earth. So it's interesting like they make a, he makes a, mm -hmm. a a concerted effort to switch pronouns all the way through. No. And and, and, and Androgeus is like a major fucking warrior. And this game's as old as I am. Like the, the fact the, that they were doing that thing. This then is copyrighted is cool. in, ni in 1980. 80. Yeah, 80. 1980. 1980 yeah. by Casa. Chaosium. So it's a great game. Fucking fun. That's awesome. Uh, wizards sending out artillery spirits to go fuck up guys. Crimson bats swinging in. Big giant pumpkins drawing guys towards your troop. I mean, it's just fucking crazy. The whole thing's insane. That's awesome. So lots of fun. So I give Dragon Pass big thumbs up. Eight and, and four. Uh, the downside is you cannot find it in yeah. places. Yeah. So 
it's not on even the geek list right now. It's or the the geek bay. It's not right. It's unavailable. But if you go yeah. if you go to if you go to Dragon Pass, you can find like there. There's a PDF summary that kind of runs some of the heroes, and there's there's a vassal module. So in my mind, you can basically nice. play the game. So yeah. that's it. I dig it. And, and hey, how about Field of Fire? Has anybody played Field of Fire? Yeah, I got through a couple turns of it. I, it, it's one of those games. It's just going to need some studying. It 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 really wants you to sit down and dig into the rules. I mean, I'll be honest. I had to like text Mitch a lot. I think I, t- I might have texted you on the game too. But then I think you you aren't like really a big field of fire play necessarily. I, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat you are. I'm trying to figure this fucking thing out. I mean, I think Mitch was involved much more. So I've done the World War II scenarios, and I think it's fun. I mean, it's very cool. But like trying to figure out like how to like what the line of sight is going to be for your radio systems and your field right. telephones and like how to use your sergeants and you've got different fire teams that you can like I can break off an assault fire team to try to check out this objective. I mean, that shit is complicated. That's so, right. Yeah. It's, but it's, do, it's very in-depth. So – for guys that don't know, GMT's Fields of Fire is kind of like a solo game that we've been waiting for for a long time, right, to play. So uh, now it's here, and we're kind of like, dude, it's fucking <laughs> super complicated. It's really complicated. Yeah. I mean, my, my wife was nice. She's my, my sweetie pie let me, like, leave it up on the coffee table. I probably had it set up for, like, two weeks trying to play it. Yeah. With all the counters, and it's just, like... Very there's difficult. a there's a lot there, and and I I think the game once you can figure out what it is is really good, and and I think the rules have gotten a lot better. I guess the example of play is still kind of jacked up, but I don't know that the rules have gotten better because I still find it very confusing. I'm, I'm still like, hitting my head against the wall. Like I the there's four pages of hey here's the commands you can do. It's like I. I, I get it, but let's let's make a game. No, it's exactly the same thing that when Mitch and I were doing the silver bayonet stuff when I was telling him, hey, like try to explain why right. you would do certain right. things. Like right. historically, like that helps this players understand. Yeah. Like just give me a list of like forty two things I can do. Like like be like, hey, this might be a good thing to do if you're in this situation, or this might be uh so it's yeah, it's like and then you have all the uh you have all like the fucking uh what is that? The flares you can shoot off, like the different right. colored flares. Well, you can pop smoke and all, all sorts right. of crazy stuff. Like star clusters. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, are you kidding me? Like, I bar- like, I guess you shoot the star cluster to get your guys to move up onto the objective. Like, is well, that – you can do stuff like that? You declare what you want it to be. So purple smoke can be, you know, approach phase line uh, or, you know, continue on. I think you set that stuff. It's it's not a star cluster means this. You you, you have to set it just like a commander would. Yeah, because I, I I love how the map set up, and I also really love how the boundaries where you have the uh, like mm-hmm. you're, you're basically your company's right. boundaries, right. and stuff can be set off off the boundaries. Like you can't get that. Like you just have to deal with the fact that there's, yeah, there's a machine. These motherfuckers nest. are shooting at you, but you can't right. do anything. You can yeah, shoot, you, but you can't assault them. Yeah, you can go. You have to go around or avoid them. Or I thought that was really cool. But man, yeah, it was tough for me to really figure it out when I was. And you know, I don't think I'm like a basic gamer, but I was like, Jesus, this is definitely not a game that you want somebody who's never played a war game to buy. 
No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that there should be an expert class game. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe GMT should have classes and say, "Hey, this is like an experienced gamer game." It's a, it's a level four. Yeah, and then that's not even getting into all the shit with fucking Vietnam. With did you do the Vietnam with fucking helicopters and shit? Yeah, but I guess it's mi- missing a couple counters for the. That's right. For the helicopter leaders and no, just- that's what Rich said, right? So I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like. He's doing that. I'm like, I'm barely able to even do a World War II mission. Like, I couldn't even imagine having like helicopters coming in the LZs and all that shit. Yeah, but I mean, and again, they they, they screwed up. The, the helicopter rules, I think, make sense with the flow, but implementing is when do I do this? Why should I be doing this? The game doesn't tell you that stuff. The, I, the rules are cold. Yeah. Exactly. It's a, yeah. it's a cold yep. explanation of how the game works, where there could be a lot more kind of, hey, you know, yeah. hey, guy, like, you want to play this game? Like, some guys are going to be buying it because they want to try, hey, oh, Fields of Fire, like, I want to run a World War II company. It's just not there to, to, to guide you through that. Yeah. And I think even there's so much game in that box, like, maybe it should be a World War II solo game and a vietnam solo game you know what i mean like that's right because they're doing so much in there that they can't just say hey here's this thing here's how to use it here's when i don't don't know why why you should use it yeah i agree i don't know why they did that that was like i I appreciate the price Mm. for what you get you get three campaigns but if if i can't play this fucking thing what, what does it matter how much game i get in it i mean i consider myself a reasonably experienced you, i mean and you're I'm a way host on a smarter than war i am. i'm a host on a wargaming podcast oh, yeah. i think i might know some wargaming <laughs> meanwhile i'm like i'll play oh. you know whatever the uh you know victory point games civil war <laughs> game and then try to figure out fields of fire but but I, I found myself like luckily I'm hitting on Mitch all the time. I'm just like, well, where do I put these guys? All right, I hit I hit this thing. Like, so what happens now? Like, I don't understand even now. Uh, assault fire team, like fire team, like uh, litter team. I guess I guess they're all limited action teams. I don't know how that works. Don't understand. Like, there's just it kind of throws you in to the rules yeah, instead I- of walking you through. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a really good game in there. You just have to find it. No, I agree. I think it. I think it's good. I like it's it. My, it's my retirement game. Yeah, I think it's the same with me too. So, yeah, so that's it. I've been messing around with Fields of Fear or Fields of Fire a little bit, trying to trying to get that thing done. But Jesus, it's been mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. What's What's so, on the horizon for you? For game wise, yeah. Uh, right now, I'm doing well. Line of Battle is the big one because nice. if I'm going to do that at Swolcon. Nice. Swolcon at Chickamauga, we're going to do Swolcon. So I have, I've got just setting up the Rock of Chickamauga. It's like fucking exhausting. So I, like, I don't know how long it's like. I must hope we just have units coming on board because I don't want to have to do all the fucking setup for all the different counters with strengths and just go get a thousand baggies and some post its. That's good. right. That's right. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of games we get there too. So that'll be cool. Like I'd like to see OCS there. That'd be nice. And, Viet- uh, Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you come, maybe. Jason. Yeah. Maybe you and Tom. 
There you go. Yeah. Vietnam showdown. Vietnam sixty-five to seventy-five. But you guys don't have to do the whole shebang. You could do yeah. just a major scenario. We could. I mean, we could start it, right? Yeah. So I'll look into that. All right, boys. Uh, Carl, you still there? You still alive? I am hanging in there. Nice. Right, good, good for you. <laughs> He's in your button. You're, you're at least at table level. <laughs> you yeah, got so your magenta heart, your AAC magenta heart. <laughs> and by exactly. the way, uh, Jason, thanks for the answers on that uh, 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 single deck dungeon. Oh, yeah. That one. Or, or one, one deck. I just want to call it dungeon. single deck dungeon. Why do you one, want... one deck. Why do I call it single deck dungeon know. every time? One deck dungeon. My daughter, my oldest. You said likes your it. girls liked it. My oldest likes it. Man, so. my son and I, we had a couple stand up dice rolling moments with that game. It's a, it's a lot of fun. That's but again, show. I don't think the rules are very clear in that They're game. They're weird. Yeah. And I was I was not in uh, answering rules mind frame when you texted me. I was like, well, what I'm the always, fuck? I'm is- always like, hey, if you have a, if you are concerned that your rules might not make sense to the lowest common denominator, send them to me. I'll read them. <laughs> like I can, I will be the. It'll be the I'll, absolute I'll- determination because, you know, I'm like, you know, I I'm reading them. I'm like, I don't know what they're saying here, so. Yeah. I mean, when your rules are tiny in their little tiny box, they need to make sense. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking through my notes, and I think I'm good. Some of the a lot of oh, stuff- let's talk about. You didn't see the the Warhammer email? Oh yeah. So tell me about that. What's that? It, so somebody from the Warhammer video game emailed us. Oh no, I did see that. I did see this. <laughs> I, I ignored it. I ignored this email. I know what you're talking about. But they emailed twice. Like. Hey, send us an email and you can get a download code for the Warhammer this is video for game. Total, this is for Total Warhammer. You didn't yeah. respond to that, did you? No. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why did? Why are you emailing me? This it is like, like a, it was like a chick. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this is, I don't know. Like I mean, if if Hollenspiel wants to email, Hollenspiel can email. No, I if, think it's a I think it's a random podcast thing. They just uh, they troll the podcast. Because I was thinking, we don't. This isn't what we do. Second of all, we don't like. We're not going to say yes, or if we say yes, I'm going to shit on your game no matter what. Because <laughs> it was, I think it was a random thing with like if her name was like Gemma or something, but I think she's a PR person from like Warhammer or something. Okay. The, the, the one thing I have avoided is Heroes of Normandy has done an expansion where they're doing a Warhammer 40k for oh, Heroes of Normandy. Okay. Have you not seen any of this? No. Oh, dude, it looks really good. It's orcs versus space marines. Nice. But using heroes of Normandy. Okay. And but so it's, been, it's orcs. It's not uh, gene stealers. Nope, it's orcs. And they're sending me all these incredible <laughs> pictures of like space marines from a top, like a like a top down so view. They're, they're sending them to you and not us then. But because I haven't I'm, seen that. Because I'm on Devil Pig Games, because I, uh, I, I, I just because I ordered some, I or downloaded the rules, or I had to get exp- like updated rules or rata or something. So I'm in their list, dude. It looks really good. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. Not gonna buy it. Not buying more. But they hey, they're review copies. Hashtag dude, review copies. Dude, they're all in. They have scouts, uh, dreadnoughts. Like they have all sorts of shit. They're like like a predator tanks, a land raiders. They have all this shit that they're putting out for it. I'm just like, nice. nope. I barely play my heroes of normal yeah. stuff now. 
I'm not buying a bunch of Space Marine stuff. So maybe, I guess I'm just I'll trying to say, like, hey, do I, yeah. I should get I should get credit for not buying everything that's out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I have ignored that one. So I agree. I, I'm trying to figure out how to all how to be like fuck everyone, but also get review copies of shit that I don't want. Well, we're we're a little bit counterculture, so that's <laughs> not going to work for you, dude. I don't think that's going to happen because because I'm thinking like if somebody says, "Hey, come be on my podcast," I'm going to say, "Go fuck you." Go fuck you. Go fuck yourself. No, if 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 Bruce Garrick likes you <laughs> and Mark Herman emails you, you're probably but right you, main, Dave, you're mainstream. You're could you imagine? Could you imagine getting show notes and hey, prepare for these questions I'm going to ask you? Like, no, no, well, go would, go fuck yourself. I'm well, not. How would, that, how would that even happen? Well, that's true. I mean, like, who would do that to us? No one, literally no one. Well, but but table battles, I I will take a copy of. Um, in medieval, I mean, I would take a playtest copy of medieval. Oh no, no, I I already kickstarted. I, I kick, it, so. I'm number thirty, baby. We're, we're I get it for it. We're but I'll take a review it. copy. White so, duck, white duck. Yeah, I guess that's just how it works. <laughs> we're the we're the bad boys of. Wargaming podcast. Yeah, we don't. We don't get. We don't get. We don't get free shit. <laughs> I'm okay with not free shit because I'm going to shit on it anyway. We get disapproving looks. And mm-hmm. We get. We get uh, index finger. On, index finger on index finger. Tisk tisk. Bruce Garrick will be like, "Yeah, Carl, hmm. do a review on the last episode." No, I Carl did. I, I didn't though. <laughs> well. Carl kind of did a review. No, no, I didn't really do much of a review. <laughs> <laughs> it was I wouldn't call it I wouldn't call it that at all. <laughs> he brought a game to our attention. Yes, I, that's what I did. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, the the funniest thing was when uh, the, the, I guess uh, I, I do listen to Bruce Garrick's podcast sometimes, and when he was doing I, his- I listen to all of them. He was doing well. Shit, there's or at not least, that many. At least half of all of them. There's there's not enough wargaming podcasts to not listen to any of them. So basically, when uh he was doing the uh the, the thing with uh uh he had the rally in the valley guys on Tom and, and Michael who are good guys and uh, they're, they're on they're, they're very good guys. They're on and they're like, oh yeah, so we were doing we first got the idea because we were doing this like Facebook Live thing on the advance after combat and. Derek's mm. right away, like, he goes, mm. Oh yeah. You you can hear him. He goes, Yep. Anyway, <laughs> he goes, like, he does not want to talk about us at all. Like you can't ignore us, Garrick. We're here. That's buddy. fine. We're we're, we're, we're part of the wargaming cr- tribe. That's we're, right. We're in that, we're in it to win it. That's right, Wild Weasel. You can do your little To be fair, we also have intro music. Yeah, we got to get some. You know what? This episode, let's really bring it with the intro music. I think I'm going to bring. Do you need me to buy a sound file? Because I'll buy one to send it to you. If you want to, that's fine. I'm I'm thinking based on this uh, the Slack channel. I'm I'm thinking of air supplies, uh, making love out of nothing at all. Oh my god! Because I, J- Jason, honestly, I think you make the worst music decisions. <laughs> like, 
it's either it's either like the the wimpiest uh new age music or hardcore hip-hop that's right it goes so crazy like it's left to right all right can i just can i decide the music for this one you can because i i really don't trust your okay Honestly, brother, I love you on every I, hey, level. I do not trust you on music selection. That I, I love I think, you. I, that's I fair. I think your music that's selection fair. is like you are handicapped when it it's, comes to music selection. No, it's just different. Lucas loves the music I choose, but he doesn't Ugh. listen anymore. All right. Yeah, so let me choose the music. Okay. So it's going I'll up tomorrow, so text me in the morning. All right, I will. All right, all right. Let's, so I think, let's call I think it there. That's it, right? Yeah. So I, I had other stuff we could talk about, but eh. I'm like, nah, it's, we're done. I'm, I'm spent. Advanced after combat convention done in the books. Till next year. Wait a second, just, I'm just getting started. Let's go. That's right. Carl just got a second win. <laughs> that Red Bull, baby. Swolcon 2018. One more That's thing right. for you to hate. Donkey That's right. Con, man. Donkey, Donkey Con. Con. Swolcon. Swolcon. I like Donkey Con. It's whoa. All right, so take it easy, boys. All right. Good night. All right. Good night. Bye bye. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash build slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com. I am back. Yeah, I'm I'm back too. Unfortunately, we have no uh, guest host. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Let me email him and see what's going on. I'm hoping I sound better. I got got the right mic to work. Yeah, no, it sounds good. It sounds better. It's it's like kind of like the way you normally sound. Normally, I think your sound is much better than my sound. So I disagree. Well, our, our first real fight. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Come on. Sure. Stop it. You stop it. Yeah, no, that's enough. Don't don't do that. Stop it. You stop. No, you stop. You first. That's how. Right, let end. me see if I can, let me see if I can figure out what this dipshit is. This doesn't bode well for next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if he might have gotten confused about the time. I'm not sure. Maybe he's asleep. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame anyone for falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. It, and if honestly, if he's asleep, I'm probably going to go. Yeah, so, that's fine. Yeah, so. we'll figure it out. Yeah, no, it's pretty clear that I said, okay, so we are scheduled for 20 hundred hours PST on Friday, September 29th. Time zones are confusing. Yeah, but your, your time zone's weird. I get, I get how you could be confused in your time zone since it changes constantly. Like, <laughs> Well, it doesn't change. You guys change.
That's right. You're, 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 are you guys the only state that does not change? No, I think I think another one does. I, I can never remember, but I think there's at least one more. It's one of those inconsequential now, states, though. What's what's the logic be, between behind Arizona not changing time zones? I, I don't know. I mean, we just started celebrating MLK Day like three years ago, so who's who's to say? We're not we're not really leading anything here. Yeah, I think wasn't Arizona like the last holdout that's like no Martin Luther King mm-hmm. Day? And then the, the federal government's like, well, we're not going to pay for your freeways anymore. And they're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Martin Luther King is awesome. Right. <laughs> oh, we remembered. We like that guy now. I guess this means I'm getting out of the quiz too. Well, I just spilled a beer on my keyboard, so I don't know how much longer <laughs> I'm going to be <laughs> in this podcast. Let me get a paper towel. Well, I think that should have been an Apple commercial because I think I managed to recover my thing, even though I spilled about a third of a beer onto the keyboard. Nice. And then the tricky part was trying to make shuttle runs back to the, the kitchen without my wife noticing that I've done something. <laughs> like first, I'm getting a lot of paper towels, and I'm getting a wet rag. And getting... Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't see commercials like that. Like that's the commercial. Like that's dad a podcasted and spilled a, spilled, <laughs> spilled a third of a beer, yeah, right, right smack. I mean, I'm talking like like I didn't spill it on it. Like I basically poured a third of a beer on the entire keyboard, and it's still working. Yeah, my response was basically then like just tip it upside down, <laughs> and I did I did resist the urge. To slurp the beer off the table. I've matured. I think I'm in old age. <laughs> I don't know that I would have resisted. Yeah, you know, I mean, your instinct is, oh man, this beer, beer is on the yeah. table. How do we fix the problem? I made I made salsa last weekend, and we have like the little black salsa cups, like a, you get in a restaurant. And then I caught my wife drinking the the juice out of the bottom when there was no no more chunks left. You gotta keep it real. Say you're eating salsa. If you spill salsa on your arm, 
Oh, it's in is my it mouth. Rude? Yes, it, it's not rude to eat it. <laughs> I think it's rude, but that's not going to stop me. But somebody else's arm that you're that, that who's at a different table <laughs> probably inappropriate. <laughs> that that is rude. Yeah, I had a friend who would eat the leftover meat from people's chicken wings, <laughs> which. Like an arm is one thing, but that chicken wing's been in their whole mouth, and he would just pop that thing in and like get all the gristle and gross bits oh, off. Now, are these people he knew, or was he working at like a restaurant? No, it was people he knew, but not carnally. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a lazy chicken wing eater. Like, I'm going for the good stuff. I'm going to leave the other stuff for the yeah. their scavengers, your friend. Like, yeah, I feel like I've the, earned the, the cycle right. of life. <laughs> right. I, I yeah, make enough. Right. I can a, throw I'm a little <laughs> That's right. I'm, a, I'm a prime wing predator. Like, I'm just going to leave the scraps for the let the the, the real like what are the, like the vultures fighting exactly. the scavengers. Okay, this is not looking super promising. No. Um, what we what did we you think it was next month? I have a feeling. I have a feeling he fell asleep. Um, do Do we want to just wait until nine and see if he pops up at nine? Sure. Yeah, I'll be up. Because I can I can watch TV with the wife and soothe her feelings. Because of course she's like, oh, that's awesome. You're leaving on Wednesday for a convention and you're podcasting mm. this weekend. That's so great. I'm so uh, so. Why don't we take a little break and see if uh, our guest host pops up at nine o'clock and otherwise uh, maybe we'll just get a good night's sleep. Sure, sounds good. All right, man. So we'll see. I'll, so I'll text me. We'll, so let's start texting around nine. See if we've heard from him. Okay, sounds good. And I don't know how you do it, making love.